What's up, everybody? Zach here. One of your two favorite pairs of balls in the podcasting game. Since corporate America is still sleeping on your boys, and we don't have any advertisements to promote right now, in lieu of that, we're accepting Venmo donations of $2 for whatever you'd like us to say on the podcast. As long as it's not anything hateful, mean, cruel, anything that'll get us canceled, anything extremely negative, we'll go ahead and say it. If it's a joke, if it's something loving, if it's just something fun, if it's you talking about Paul Pierce sharding, for example, we're all about it. Just go ahead and Venmo Sean-Janos, $2, and he'll say whatever, and then go ahead and Venmo Zach-Lane-15, $2, and I'll read whatever you want. Thanks a lot, everybody. Now back to the podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Balls Out. We took a two-month hiatus, but now we're back. The season starts in just a few days. Um, we're recording on Friday the 15th, and the season will be starting Tuesday the 19th. Zach, how are you feeling? I am energized, dude. A two-month hibernation. Not even mm-hmm. not talking about basketball with you nearly whatsoever. I'm fucking feeling fresh. I'm energized for this season. I'm a little chilly now that my location has changed yet again from the... Oh, yeah, yeah. you weren't up to much over a hi- hiatus, right? Yeah, not nothing too crazy. Just moving back from Florida to Connecticut and then from Connecticut out to Utah. And nice, then, nice. What's, what's yeah. the address? Uh, the address is... Oh, what is the address? Uh, are you going to be out? <laughs> Uh, totally. Okay, it's... Uh... Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, apartment... Um, just fucking Venmo me a dollar and I'll let you in at the door downstairs. Uh, we can wow. we can get Venmos going in a different way now, too. Sick. Just to, like, see your place. Yeah, just to come check it out. And, like, take whatever you want, I guess. I was going to say, that could be good value if you're, like, really casing the joint. Yeah, it, it could be pretty... I mean, dude, I got so many fucking Trader Joe's snacks up in here right now. <laughs> a dollar to get in and just get all the Trader Joe's snacks. Easily worth it. Yeah, you got to talk to your uh, your bosses over at Trader Joe's and get them to sponsor the pod if we're going to talk about them now. Oh, uh, that's true. I should have... <laughs> over at... <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got all these boop, boop snacks. Nice. You really just saved me so much time in post by doing that. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, just copy the boop and then insert it over anything that you want that I say Good in the idea. episode. I might do that. That's pretty solid. <laughs> it could be a lot of things. Yeah, maybe maybe I could get us some sponsors. We'll, fucking, we'll see what's going oh. on. Yeah, balls out. Brought to you by Trader Joe's. <laughs> Eat the bagged grilled chicken. It's actually good. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Drink the 5% beers. They're fine. <laughs> sweet, sweet. So, season's kicking off Tuesday with the Nets Bucks, a possible Eastern Conference final preview there. And that's followed by an awesome Lakers-Warriors game. Uh, a repeat of the play-in game from last year that sent the Warriors home. And another potential uh, potential Western Conference Finals preview. Maybe. We'll see. Like, Depending on yeah. maybe a full strength Clay Thompson, maybe uh, improved James Wiseman, maybe mm. uh, some nice 
it's a nice transition into being LeBron's teammate, doing some of the little things by Russell Westbrook, not just dominating the ball. Maybe it can all come together. We can see uh, LeBron versus Steph yet again, but this time in the conference finals. Yeah, I mean, maybe. We won't see Clay until he says December. The uh, training staff says January, so right around that time. Well, maybe you won't see Clay till then. I've been, we've been chilling. We've been hitting some workouts. I've actually been showing him a couple things. Is <laughs> he gonna come back with a whole new bag? <laughs> I got a solid, just a killer low post arsenal that I've just kind of gifted off to Clay. So yeah, we could see him way more as like a, a post up threat than the three point shooter this year. Nice. You probably taught him. Uh... I can't think of anything to make fun of you there. Hang on, give me a sec. Oh, yeah, I know my post game is so fucking rock solid. There's nothing to <laughs> say. <laughs> I'll get back to it. So, <laughs> we figured the best way to uh, preview the season in a timely manner would be to look at the Vegas win total over-unders for all the teams and just talk about the ones that really stood out to us. Zach. Yeah. What's your biggest lock on this list? All right. For me, I'm going to go ahead and say that, honestly, it could be the Bucks, which the Bucks. seems crazy because they're over-under set at 54.5, but it's a lot of games. this is a team. A lot of it's, a, it's a lot of wins right there. A 55-win team is a very good team, but the Bucks. Are nasty. They won the championship last year. Giannis put up nearly identical numbers to his previous two MVP campaigns. They now have a full year, uh, like with offseason included and training camp and preseason, all that with Drew Holiday. He's definitely already feeling like pretty solid there since they won the championship with him. But him being him being there, Dante DiVincenzo being back and healthy. Um, they got like a little bit of depth. They got Bobby Portis back. They have Grayson Allen now too, which is like he's a useful NBA player. Um, he need a playoff rotation. Yeah, he can play for them for sure. They have George Hill who can get some minutes at point. They have still have Bryn Forbes. Like these are guys that'll be helpful in the regular season. So I just think there's no way that the Bucks would finish under 55. I think they'd be closer to. 60 than they would be like to the 54 and a half number i could see the bucks being a 60 win team this year i was afraid to pick this one i, I was pretty scared of all the the super high win totals and all the super low ones just because they're so polarizing and i feel like your margin for error there is so tiny you know mm -hmm. it's like you're hope you're hoping to win by like cover by two wins or something you know it's like nathaniel archibald just tiny. Yeah, just tiny. Nate the skate, apparently. <laughs> Nate the skate. Nate the great yeah. skate. Ooh. <laughs> I thought you were going to start rapping, eight? my bad. Um, I think he was probably number one. I feel like tiny guys always were number one. Yeah, I think so, too. Does he go fishing and use live bait? <laughs> you kind of are spitting bars. And does he ever go to Australia and talk to his mate? <laughs> I mean, only on a date. <laughs> oh my god. I can keep trying. On it when he's on a date with Kate. <laughs> Did you find his number yet? I don't have too many more. What the fuck? 
I feel like, <laughs> I feel like he was number one. I feel like you were right. He was number one for uh, the Kansas City. He was number uh, one for the money. <laughs> Two for the hose. He was he was mostly ten, I guess. Okay, nice. I, I'm finding jerseys where he wore one and ten, so he must have made a switch. That's sick. When they just when the zero just fell off of the back of his jersey. <laughs> yeah, back in the day. They were just yeah, screen when... printed on. They're like high school jerseys. The stitching wasn't as complex back then. Yeah, stitching technology's come a long way. So with that Bucks pick, if I have to pick, I guess I would pick the over. Yeah. Nice. I mean, no, Copy no me. team's Copy hot. Me. No team's ever hotter than the champion, right? Facts. Yeah, I think I think coming off that championship, I think just like the confidence of this team to just be able to run through teams in the regular season. Like last season, they spent a lot of the regular season trying out just like different defensive schemes, working like angling towards the playoffs. This year, there's no pressure. They won the championship. Giannis already won his two MVPs before. Like they know they have, who they are. They know exactly who they are. Giannis knows he can do it to anybody in the league at any time. Like Chris Middleton must be more confident. Drew Holiday must be more confident. Like these guys should just be just easy breezy, kind of just coasting to wins, pretty casually in the regular season. I think. Nice, good argument. I like that. My biggest lock is an under. And it's the Pelicans. I don't know where they got this number from. They must have been fucking high off their asses when Vegas made this number, but their number's 39 and a half. (laughs) They think they're going to finish around 500, and I just don't see it. They got worse. They replaced Lonzo Ball with um, Devontae Graham. They they pissed Zion off. They pissed Zion off. And pissed on him, allegedly. Yep. Pissed all over him. And there's murmurs of them moving Brandon Ingram, which is never good for the locker room. Yeah, that's just kind of full-on dysfunction right there, I'd say. Plus, they replaced Zion at the beginning of the year with nobody, because Zion got a low-key surgery in the offseason that nobody really knew about. And yeah, the foot now fracture, right? Yeah, so now he's going to miss the beginning of the season, and they say there's no timetable for his return. So you're replacing a guy that was... Was he All-NBA last year? If not, he was very close. I don't think he was. Okay. Well, a guy that was insanely close to All-NBA, he's just not playing at the beginning of the year. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it doesn't bode well. Their biggest... uh, Their big off-season move was flipping um, Steven Adams and Eric Bledsoe for Valanciunas. Which, I guess, is an upgrade. Valanciunas was pretty good for the Grizzlies last year, but I don't think he's changing the course of your team's direction by any means. I actually think I think Valanciunas is a massive upgrade over Stephen Adams. I think Valanciunas is. Yeah, I think he's filthy, and I think the only reason why they could, I think, I think they can stay decently afloat without Zion just because Adams is going to put up, or Valanciunas is going to put up like 20 and 10, and then if Ingram's putting up like 25 on his own, then those guys could be like a really solid one-two punch. Dude, Valanciunas last year, have you seen his numbers? They were fucking insane. I think saying 20 and 10 is pretty insane. I, I don't know his numbers off the top of my head. I don't I'll tell you right, 
I'll tell you right now. Last year he was 17 and 12 and a half a game. It's pretty good. And 60% from the field. He was just he was just eating it up, dude. And that was in 28 minutes a game. He's going to be absolutely... I mean, he's going to have to play a ton of minutes like at the beginning of this season. So I think he's just going to eat. Yeah, he's just... I think it's weird trying to pair Zion up with these huge cinder block footed centers all the time. Mm-hmm. Like they gotta try getting like more of a, a mobile like six nine center who can kind of uh move keep the ball moving, rebound and switch on to other guys. You know? Yeah. Like Bam out of bio would be really good. Bam would be, that's that's the mold. There's only one Bam, but Yeah. Well I guess you you you'd ideally want somebody that could shoot. Too like with Zion since he's not really shooting, yeah, at true. least offensively. That's why KP, KP would be nice with Zion. KP and Zion that'd be pretty healthy. Speaking of KP, sick combo. We disagree pretty hard on this Dal- uh, the Dallas Mavericks line. Yes, we do. Their number is forty eight and a half. It's pretty good. I think Vegas is kind of expecting Luca to somehow make yet another leap. He's the favorite for MVP this year, and they have the Maverick. The Mavericks win total, um, super high, uh, forty eight and a half. They went uh, forty two and thirty last year, so that would be like adding a couple wins to that with an eighty two game season compared to the the seventy two that we got last year. So yes. I like the over here. I think KP can't be any worse than he was last year. And I think Tim Hardaway Jr., towards the end of last year and in the playoffs, really came into his own, get, gathered a lot of confidence, and he's a he's a big confidence player, flamethrower shooter, just a pure scorer, which is kind of what Luka needs is another guy who can put the ball in the basket. And low-key a feisty defender, too. Tim Hardaway Jr., mm-hmm. I don't think he gets enough credit for his defense because he's become a much better defender than he was on the Knicks, <laughs> which was atrocious for both of the times that he played for the Knicks, but now he's actually a useful guy on that end. So. Yeah, he's added so many dimensions to his game since then. Just a player yeah. that's improved a lot over the course of time. Um, another thing that could, that could um, add wins to them is if they make a move during the season to add Goran Dragic. He's been linked to Dallas, linked to Luka, his Slovenian brother, for quite a while now, so ever since um, the Heat moved on from him. Yeah, if they added Dragic, that would be really huge. I think for the simple fact of just getting the ball out of Luka's hands more and just like having him play off, because even though you have like a transcendent generational offensive player, like one of the best offensive players we've seen as a young player like ever, uh, it's just like the thing with James Harden um, in the regular season where just giving the ball to James Harden and having everybody space leads to like insane regular season results, but is not as good in the playoffs. So if you could have Goran Dragic there to be a secondary or primary ball handler at times, take the ball out of Luka's hands, maybe he can rest a little bit, play off, like get a couple spot-up opportunities... I think that would like drastically help their playoff chances, and it would definitely help in the regular season too. But I think I think they'll be good in the regular season. I think forty eight and a half is too high for that team, though. Personally. So why why is that? Why do you think that's uh, too high? Why do you think they'll finish 
47 or less wins. Sorry, 48 <sighs> or less wins. I just don't know who they really have on this roster besides Luca, Porzingis, um, Hardaway Jr. They got my guy from the Knicks last year, Reggie Bullock. I think he's going to be a good addition. But yeah, they they needed to add a wing, so that was that was big. Yeah, I think that's like I think that could be a good addition. I also think last year could just be kind of an outlier a little bit for uh, Reggie Bullock. Like he's always been a pretty good three point shooter, but he was over forty percent last year and was just like nailing defensive assignments. But He's kind of just been a journeyman throughout his career, and he played really well for the Knicks last year, so I wouldn't necessarily expect it to happen again. But I do have some faith in him. Uh, they, they also got Frankie Smokes from the Knicks, which is interesting. I would love to see him thrive. But uh, He's not in the rotation. <laughs> Dude, I hope he is. That'll bode very well for the under for me. Yeah, good lord, that guy stinks. <laughs> yeah, but like they have Luka, they have KP, they have... Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. And then I feel like the talent just like falls off a lot at that point. And so unless Porzingis has to be, he has to be back into form at like near all-star levels, which I do think Porzingis is going to have a massive bounce back season this year. But I just don't see like them having enough depth to really like do that well in the regular season. I think... If I think they'd be smart to like pace it a little bit for the playoffs, so yeah. What's well, nice? They do have quite a bit of big man depth with uh, Moses Brown, Kleber, Dwight Powell, and Boban. Like those are guys. Those are guys. Call- do they still have Willie Cauley Stein? Willie Cock. They do have Willie Cock and Stockins still. Cock and Stockins. Dorian Green. Dor- I mean uh, Dorian Finney Smith. Dorian Finney Smith. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he, I, I was actually forward. impressed with. I was impressed with how he played in the playoffs. He was, he was kind of a piece. Yeah, I think Dorian Finney-Smith is pretty good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just don't think their team is deep enough. Like at this point, I think they'll be really reliant on just like Luca Porzingis and Hardaway Jr. And if Porzingis has any sort of injury or setback, then I feel like it'll definitely hit the under. All right. So, other ones I'm confident. Another one I'm confident in is the Suns going under. I think the finals hangover is real. Chris Paul's another year older. Um, he had surgery in the off season. We'll see if DeAndre Ayton can put it together for a whole regular season instead of uh, just being a playoff hero, and if Devin Booker can be like they need him to be an MVP candidate, really. Yeah. And I think at I think fifty one and a half wins is a lot for a team that's kind of reeling. I think. Did you say a team that's kind of reeling? What do you mean, kind of reeling by this team that it, just made the finals? They just lost in the finals. <laughs> I feel like no one would consider that reeling. I feel like that's pretty good, considering they hadn't made the playoffs in how many years up until then. I, I just want to... I don't remember either. But a lot. Uh, but I just want to see what their record was last season. Um, so that way... They were 51-21. and 21. They were 51-21 and 21 last year? 
Yeah, and I think by all accounts they overachieved. They have ten more games to now win one more. And they overachieved last year, but like all of their besides Chris Paul, all of their uh like important players are all young guys. And like the confidence from being in the finals, from performing that well in the playoffs in the finals, I feel like that should be huge for DeAndre and plus with the whole contract extension thing going on right now, I feel like he might just be pissed off and might just go ham and be like, yeah, I don't like you're really questioning that I'm a max player. Like, let me show you what I got. And that might just absolutely turn up. I think Devin Booker coming off of the finals, all this Ben Simmons drama going on. He's dating Ben Simmons' ex-girlfriend. He's like, yeah, let me just show how much of the fucking man I am compared to this cuck man. That's that's so scared of losing money that now he's going to show up to training camps. What a fucking dweeb. And then... Broke boy. Broke boy. Yeah, eight million isn't enough. A fucking broke boy. Uh, Mikhail Bridges should get better. Cam Johnson should get better. Uh, they still have Jay Crowder. <laughs> they, you know, they got Frank Kaminsky, dude. Let's go. They yeah, have. I just, what I what I do like about them is they addressed their biggest uh, need that was really exposed in the playoffs, and mm-hmm. they got a competent backup center with Javale. Because anytime <laughs> Aiden was out of the game, they were just so shitty. Calling Jav- absolutely bodied. Calling Javale McGee a competent player is just so awesome. It's a great think- fucking development for him in his career. Yeah, competent is definitely uh, the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think it's, it's the who best he is. he's gonna get. I agree with you though. I think that's hu- Javale McGee as a backup. I think that's huge. I also think if Jalen Smith, the guy they drafted last year, if he like improved at all, that would be huge. Just to have another guy to throw into that big man mix. And then if Dario's healthy, they also got Landry Shamit, who like maybe he could be decent on like his third or fourth team at this point. I don't um, think Dario will be healthy. He tore his ACL in like the conference finals. Oh, he tore his ACL. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Well, yeah, he's not going to be healthy. But I don't think they really need him anyway. Who's the um, training first, Kawhi or Dario? <laughs> Definitely where the, Dario. <laughs> where's where are the Vegas odds on that one? That that should be easy. It should definitely be Dario just fighting for a fucking contract. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think this team is deep. I think most of their important players are young guys that should just have more confidence coming off of the finals berth. And they have 10 more games to win one more. I think I think Phoenix, the over is a lock for me. I think that one is definitely going to fucking happen. Mm, and they also, they also started off kind of shitty last season, too. They had like a... They were like... I don't know, pretty rough, like 20 games in or something like that, and then just completely turn it around. So if they just I'm come s- out of the gates blistering this year? I'm sensing a regression here. <laughs> Do you care to wager? Oh, to wager yeah, I one? fucking care to wager, dude. I'm about it, about it. What do you want to put, five on it? It's a, it's a season-long one, let's do ten. All right, let's do ten. Weird. I got ten on ten on the Suns over. You got ten on the Suns under. Love it. Easy peasy. Cutting out Vegas, cutting out the middleman there. That's right. Here's one that it's ten neck kisses, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, just making sure we're on the same page. Another one I love. I love the Grizzlies over forty-one and a half. Okay, that's one that I'm I'm on that with you, but I don't love it. I think it'll be I think they'll be right around a five hundred team. 
Okay, okay. Um, I just think, you know, Jaws poised to make a step. If he could add a, a jump shot to his game, he's probably unguardable. Yeah, I think this could be, like, a really solid year for Ja to make a leap also. I think he could be, like, near superstar status. Actually, I might be, like, solidly on the over with you on this one, too. Right. Because they were they were 38 and 34 last year. They shouldn't really get worse. Like, they lost Valanchunas, but Steven Adams is a better defender. Uh, they didn't have Jaron Jackson all last year. Yeah, exactly. Plus, like, even if Steven Adams is not as good as... Uh, He's not as good as Valanchunas, but, like, Brandon Clark is still there for a backup yep. to get more minutes now. Um, he's really young. He's probably going to improve, too. He's really he's yeah. raw. He's young and he's raw. He should be good. Um, they had another big man last year that I thought was pretty good, and he's yeah, going to more T- minutes. Xavier Tillman. Xavier Tillman, dude. He's going to be. Love Tillman. Xavier Tillman Sr., dude. <laughs> he's going to be I a thought he looked beast. so fucking good in the uh, playing game against the Warriors. Yeah, he that dude should be a fucking beast. So between him, Clark, and just whatever minutes you can get at Stephen Adams, and Jaron Jackson, he'll play the center at times too. Like that's a good big man mm-hmm. rotation. Fucking what's his name? Desmond Bain looks so good. Like now yep, in preseason and everything. Him. I was very impressed with him also in the the Warriors uh, playing game. Yep. If Jaw takes a leap, Dylan Brooks is just a feisty fucking guy. I like Dylan Brooks a lot. He's awesome. Uh, That's a guy you want on, his, on your team. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, I would say this team is like a solid over for me also. I think the Grizzlies nice. should be very good. I, yeah, completely agree. And especially because the Clippers should fall off a little bit too, so like that would be good for mm-hmm. them. They could pick That's up some wins thing. against them. I think the West is going to open up a little bit with uh, Kawhi being out. Jamal Murray is going to miss a lot of time. Clay is still going to miss uh, around half of the regular season. Mm-hmm. I, I do think that there's a lot of wins to be had for those uh, those Western teams that were kind of on the cusp. The Lakers might stumble out of the gate. Um, mm-hmm. The Utah, who knows? Like, there's a lot of talks of them. Just like with comparisons to the Bucks, how they've been so good in the regular season for years, and then the Bucks kind of sacrificed the regular season this past year to get better for the playoffs by experimenting. So maybe Utah will do that this year and just like take a couple more regular season L's because of that, which could open things up. Um, I don't think the Pelicans will even be like at the plan either. Uh, I, that like definitely. I feel like the Timberwolves are going to get to the fucking play-in, dude, in the West. I think that's a good pick. I picked their over, too. I like... It's not one that I loved, but I think 34.5 is pretty low for the amount of talent they have on their roster. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. They had so many injuries last year. They're oh, decimated. Yeah. Like, Anthony Edwards also should be even better now in this season. Mm-hmm. The town, town's fully healthy, could be back to just completely dominating. Uh, if D'Angelo Russell plays well at all, which I think D'Angelo Russell is like, I think D'Angelo Russell gets a lot of fucking hate, but he's still like a pretty good player. And he's still really young, too. Yeah. I think one positive, like kind of a silver lining can, that can be uh, drawn from all the injuries last year is we got the emergence of Malik Beasley. Yes, dude. I was playing thorough. Flamethrower, scorer, man, that that guy can really shoot, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, dude. I would even go so far as to say, like, that guy's a gunner of sorts. 
Oh, he's a, a shooter shooter, for sure. Zach, 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 are you okay? Holy shit. Yeah, I I just ate one chia seed. I don't know how I started choking Those are chia pets, bro. You're not supposed to eat those. Oh, fuck. It said edible hair, I thought, on the packaging. (laughs) So I I just started munching it. (laughs) Oh, man. Holy shit, dude. That was weird. But yeah, I'm good now. Nice, nice. Those Glad were good it. Malik Beasley jokes, though. Yeah, right. <laughs> the joke is uh, he got arrested for gun charges. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I think D'Lo, a, a core of D'Lo, Towns, and Anthony Edwards taking a step is that's that's got to be at least a thirty. What is it? A thirty-five win team, right? <laughs> thirty. What is it? <laughs> uh, whatever the over is, we'll take. Yeah. It. Like, they're going to win at least 34 and a half games, right? Right? Uh, dude. <laughs> Is this thing on? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely think so. I think that's that's just so much talent right there. They got Pat Bev, so that's some defense. They got Malik mm-hmm. Beasley, like we said. That's some scoring and some shooting. <laughs> no pun intended, that's some <laughs> shooting. Um, and they got, some other, they got some other guys that basketball nerds seem to love like uh, yeah like josh akogi josh akogi uh nas yeah. reed uh nas reed. i don't it? really understand the nas reed hype but if i'm picking the over for them i'm here i'm here for it i love it i love his name nas reed is a fucking cool name it's a cool name but it's about the only thing i know about him only thing i know about him. i i feel like he's like an undersized power forward that like only gets rebounds i feel like he's like chuck hayes remember chuck hayes oh ew I was gonna say Kenneth Freed. Uh, that's probably better. Jack Hayes, long career though. Always a fucking two K staple when you start my team and you can just get him for nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe even that actually. The real two K staple when you start out your my team and you have nobody good is just buy bronze Steve Novak and just light up the other team for thirty and ten with him every game. Wow. That's a little fucking insider tip for for y'all playing what? fucking 2K12, my team, still. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> way, to, way to out yourself to playing on rookie mode, bro. <laughs> Alright, dude, let's not get into it. <laughs> I, I went undefeated. I went undefeated, that's really what mattered. <laughs> no personal attacks. Play again that fun. <laughs> hey, this is 2012, relax. <laughs> um, my other lock... Is the Heat over over forty eight and a half? Now that's a lot of wins, but last year they were probably the unluckiest injury team in the league. Like Jimmy Butler missed like thirty games. Bam missed a lot of time. Um, and outside of that, they didn't have much. But now they have Kyle Lowry. They retained Tyler Hero, who it it seemed like he regressed last year because he wasn't as good as he was when. He went on that playoff tear his rookie year. But I think a lot of that is defense is starting to key, on a, key in on him. He became like a, a focal point for defenses. Now, with Kyle Lowry around and Hero used to getting some extra attention, 
mostly from Jack Harlow, he'll be able to adapt and have a much better year. I think he could be a really great guard off the bench. It is also funny, too, because, like, he technically regressed last year, like, by perception. And he still put up more points last year than he did his rookie year in the regular season. Mm-hmm. And By perception, keywords there. But, yeah, he shot a better field goal percentage. He got more rebounds. He had more assists. Like, he actually still got better. It just wasn't, like, the leap that everybody was expecting. So maybe it was just a year early on that. Yeah, the expectations were too high. Also, though, can you imagine, like, if they actually did make the trade for James Harden and it was a Tyler Hero-based package? That would be oh fucking God. insane, dude. That'd be not. Oh, my God. <sighs> They said they didn't want to do it. That's so crazy. God, that's wild. They're still holding out hope. I mean, the hope's still there. I think Tyler Hero's going to be... I think he'll have a great year this year. I think Miami will be a very good team, but I think it's like a pretty popular opinion that they'll be a really good playoff team, not a really good regular season team. And that's kind of what I think. Uh, I think they're over under, what is it, 48 and a half? I didn't know you were a sheep who just loved the public opinion. I love it, dude. That's why I got vaccinated. I'm actually, (laughs) in my heart, an anti-vaxxer, but I just couldn't stand the fucking (laughs) shame. (laughs) Um, Yeah, their over-under is 48.5. I have them pegged at 49 wins. So I still think they're going to hit the over. I just don't think it'll be drastic, and I don't think it's a lock. I think it's a lock. I think that they're a top-two seed in the East. Them, them and the Bucks, I think, are the, the cream of the crop. Wow, that's fucking very ballsy, dude. So you have Brooklyn's yeah. under? I think they're a top three team in the East. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, so do you have Brooklyn's under or no? I didn't bet Brooklyn. I don't like what's going on there with, is Kyrie playing, is Kyrie not going to play? Katie and Harden resting, um, the team being really playoff-oriented, playoff-focused. I know they can stumble upon wins just by playing one of the stars, but that's just a team I don't want to bet. So I'm okay, so just for shits and giggles, over under 56.5, that's their over under. Would you say under? It's tough because of the whole, you play just KD, you can rest hard and still win. You rest hard and play KD, you can still win. Kyrie's a wild card. Um, Here's the thing, though. If you if you're not gonna say the under, then you would say the Heat are gonna be better than 57 wins in the regular season right. if they're gonna finish top two. Right. But I'm betting. Like I'm thinking, one of the Bucks or Nets could underachieve. Okay. Because I don't think either of them are going to. Truthfully, I think they're both gonna hit the unders. Just because I think. Regular season, holy fuck, those teams. I mean, playoffs too, but regular season, like, you play James Harden with all the bench guys, you'll still beat most teams. You play KD with all the bench guys, you'll still beat most teams. If they play together, they're nasty. And then the Bucks, same thing. Even if Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, like, take a game off, Giannis can still carry the team to dubs. (laughs) Yeah. The thing is, I think the top three teams in the East could all win 50 games. Mm. Well, I think so too. And I guess that takes us to another team that I would say I have as a lock is my number three team in the East, which is the Atlanta Hawks. I think that's nuts. That's recency biased at its finest. 
I got locks on the Hawks, dude. They what they go down the stretch last year? They had some fucking insane turnaround where all their guys started to get healthy and they fired their coach and Nate McMillan stepped in. Nate McMillan, who's proven to just be a very solid NBA coach at this point. Um, they probably have the deepest team in the league just in terms of like actual playable guys. Like they have Trey Young, they have Herder, they have Collins, they have Capella, DeAndre Hunter, uh, Cam Reddish, Bogdanovich. Their rookie from last year is hurt, but he played well in the playoffs, so if he comes back at any point, that'd be a big boost for them too. But maybe, I mean, maybe not even a fucking big boost just because I think the roster is so good. They have DeLon Wright as the backup point guard now, which I think that actually helps out a lot because he's just he's good for an actual, yeah, he's a serviceable like NBA point guard. They have Gallinari still. They have the guys that they draft. Yeah, they got Luau Cabarro. <laughs> Are you kidding me? They have Lou Williams is on the team still. Gorgie Dang is a backup. This team is just like loaded with actual good NBA players. So I think in turn maybe the playoffs, like they might not make it to the conference finals again, but I think in the regular season, they're just gonna absolutely put on. And I think over what is it? The over under is forty six and a half? Yep. Yeah, dude. I think they're smashing that. I think they're gonna be a fifty one regular season team. I think they are going to regress to the mean. I mean, the the tape's out on Trey. He's still a very inefficient player, especially in the regular season. It seemed like he, tur- he turned it up a notch for the playoffs. I, I don't think he can carry that through a regular season. And I think that, that success in the playoffs might be the confidence he needs, man. And they struggled. They struggled so much last year when their guys were injured. Like DeAndre Hunter was out for a while. Bogdanovich was out. Trey was even out at times. Uh, I think Clint Capella missed. I think ev- pretty much everybody on that team missed games. And then when they finally got healthy, they got healthy when they fired their coach too, which was just like <laughs> a rough look for him. That was unfortunate. Yeah. And then made Nate McMillan look like the goat. But you got the like, swoop in. Yeah, I think this. I think they will finish better in the regular season than the Heat, but I think the Heat are a better playoff team than them. Uh, my my inner gambling addiction wants to bet you that the Hawks will finish the better record than the Heat. That the... Or that the Heat will finish I mean, the record? Yeah, the other way around. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll fucking do it, dude. I'm about about it. And right, what's $10 ten. now at the beginning of the season? Exactly. That's future Sean's problem. Or future Sean's uh, reward. So I'll take it. Future Sean, end of the NBA season, homeless, scrounging for <laughs> money on the side of the road, and then all of a sudden, you <laughs> you get a text from me, you're so hopeful, thinking, yo, like, come live here, blah, blah, I got some food for you or something. Where's my 20 bucks, guy? <laughs> <laughs> What a sad, what a sad picture that is right there. Yeah, I'm scrounging up loose change in my cardboard box. Exactly $20. <laughs> you sell your only shirt that's remaining for the $20. Oh. 
my balls out shirt. <laughs> I just take the balls out shirt as collateral. <laughs> that, that's the move right there. The ultimate finesse, the ultimate betrayal. <laughs> All right, so we got yeah. so we got ten bucks on that bet then too. Yep. So, uh, what was the other one again? I already forgot. Was that the Mavs? <laughs> I totally forgot that one too. We'll have to run the Was, so, oh, no, was, was the that Suns. the Mavs? No. It was the oh, Suns. it was the Suns. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I had the under for the Suns. You had the over. Yeah, I'm gonna write this down. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not that confident on the Mavs, so if I made that bet, I guess I was so much more confident just 20 minutes ago than I am right now. Alright, it's in the books. Don't drop that thun the thuns. Hey. Alright, let's go. We got a markdown. Nice. Alright. I gotta try not to fucking tie up all my assets before the end of this podcast. <laughs> the deed to Evan's house. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the Knicks over. Let's fucking do it. Oh, how do you feel about the Knicks? 41 and a half. I almost feel like we should hold off on the Knicks talk until we're ready to fully fucking deep dive. Unless you're fully ready to deep dive right now. I'm fully ready. Then we can take a break right after. Alright, let's fucking do it. Knicks, 41 and a half. Fucking stupid. Ignorant of the general public. Ignorant of Vegas. So fucking low, dude. This team got better in the offseason. And they're projecting them to have, what, a fucking worse record this year? That's insane to me. What did the Knicks finish last year? I don't even remember, but I know it was... Was it 41 and 31. 10 more games to win one game, that's it, and the team got better in the offseason, that's Locked. fucking absurd to me. We had such a worse backcourt last year of mm-hmm. Alfred Payton and who was starting at shooting guard? I don't even know who was starting. R- it was probably, it was RJ, but RJ will just slot over to small forward, which is a better position for him anyway. And I think they started... Uh, Reggie, they started Reggie too, so I guess yeah, Reggie upgrade, technically. They upgraded Bullock to Fournier. Yeah, which that's an insane offensive <laughs> upgrade right there. Like and Alfred Fournier can actually create Walker. a shot. To the hometown hero, Kemba Walker, dude. Who I was just listening to this podcast earlier. Kemba was on it. Kemba was saying his knee feels better right now than it has in years. He finally had mm. a long off season to be able to recover. Which is huge, because he did get hurt in the playoffs the season before with the Celtics, and then it was a shortened offseason, and he came back and tried to play. So, doing that, that's a lot of strain on a semi-older... He's only... Dude, he's only 31. His body's not even breaking down yet. I feel like he was just injured for those years, and now people are sleeping. Our starting five is Kemba, Fournier, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson. R.J. Barrett... No fucking holes there, dude. We have a worse defensive backcourt this year, but it's so much uh, insanely improved offensive backcourt. Julius Randle doesn't have to carry the offense by himself. Mitchell Robinson is fucking locking the paint down. Mitchell Robinson yeah, he gets wasn't tired. wasn't healthy like all last year. Missed so many games last year. 
and still ends up on the fucking ESPN Top 100 this year when R.J. Barrett doesn't. R.J. Barrett, the most slept-on fucking wack. player in the league this year. Or maybe of all time ever. <laughs> <laughs> he put up... I'm not going to say he put up fucking MVP numbers last year. I'd be going a little bit crazy if I said that. But R.J. Barrett got better at literally everything in the game last year. He was 17, almost 17, 6, and 3. Shot 40% from three, 44% from the field, reduced his turnovers, became a better defender, improved from the free throw line. This guy's got fucking Steve Nash as his godfather. You know he's going to be a hard worker. You know he's (laughs) soaking up the fucking knowledge right there. RJ Barrett, definite sleeper for most improved player this year, I think. I think he's going to get the opportunities for it, too. He'll be a good defender. The team... Got better offensively. You don't even have to worry about the defense because Tom Thibodeau is the coach. He's going to make everybody play defense, and if you don't play defense, you're going to fucking sit down. So that's just how it works with him. Mitchell Robinson holding down the paint. Nerlens Noel comes in when he's tired, holds down the paint very well. Did such a great job last year. Obi Toppin and Taj Gibson coming off the bench at power forward. Obi looked great in the playoffs last year in the series. Uh, He could be... In my, and he started off last year hurt, his rookie year, with no training camp or anything like that. He could be much better. Alec Burks, another guy that slept on, was a fucking spark plug scorer for us last year when he was healthy. If he's healthy he this that year, one big that's buckets again. Yeah, he was drilling shots in that playoff game. Quickly, it's another year of progress for We haven't for even quickly. mentioned Emmanuel Quickly yet. Dude, we haven't even mentioned Quickly, who made the fucking all-rookie team last year, and he was just an absolute bucket. And then... Derek Rose is our backup point guard, who looked like the man last year in the playoffs, mm-hmm. carried us to our first playoff victory in years, and like absolutely ignited the Garden crowd. We have such fan favorites on the team right now. Having Kemba there is so huge. Like The excitement for every game in Madison Square Garden is going to be fucking insane. It's going to be hard for other teams to play there. Thibodeau they makes it hard one every single record. They might go 41 and 0. All they have to do is win one road game and then you hit the over. I think this is definitely <laughs> this is definitely a 45 win team. I'm fucking freaking out about the Knicks this year. We're going to be so fun. I'm looking at RJ Barrett's most improved player odds right now. He's 30 to 1, the same as Keldon Johnson. That uh, those are both good picks, I think actually. I think Keldon Johnson's actually a good pick for most improved too. I don't get it. I don't get the Keldon Johnson thing. <laughs> it's the Olympics. It's the Olympics suck. Oh, God, probably. I don't even know what Keldon Johnson's numbers were last year. It's probably like seven points per game, and everybody's like, I'm not this sure guy's going to drop 20. What does he do, really? <laughs> I don't even know he... what position he plays, dog, okay? <laughs> What's he all about? I, I think he's a forward, right? <laughs> I know enough. I thought he was a rookie last year, dude. I didn't even know it was his second year. I, I know nothing about this kid. He averaged thirteen, almost thirteen and six last year. Uh, <laughs> his rookie year, he only played seventeen games, averaged nine points, and shot sixty percent from the field. And then last year, thirteen and shot forty eight percent from the field. So I guess he's, I think he's like a pretty athletic guy, like a pretty athletic wing. But like, I think his basketball player is a pretty athletic fella. <laughs> that's yeah, if that's the description, like, all right, you're the same as. 98% of NBA players. <laughs> yeah, the same yeah, as everyone, I, but, like... I don't know. 
Goran Dragic. Like, that's it, dude. Uh, yeah, I don't understand the Calvin Johnson hype either. I think RJ Barrett is a fucking way better bet, dude. I think I'm going to make fucking gambling accounts and just throw money on RJ Barrett right now. Because I'm so excited. Dude, that's easily worth it for me. Did they forget his fucking nickname is Maple Mamba? Are you shitting me, dude? That's so sick. I love how he embraces the Canadian uh, roots. Dude, I love it. This guy is the fucking... And everybody knew he was going to be kind of... Like, he was the third pick, but everybody knew he was kind of going to be somewhat of a project coming out. Because he just didn't have a reliable jumper yet. He needed, like, the floor to be more spread for him. This Knicks team, he actually has fucking kickout options on this team. He can actually kick it out to Kemba or Fournier or Alec Burks. Like, or Julius Randle shot 40% from three last year. If Julius Randle just like isn't so fucking self-absorbed by what happened in the playoffs where he just got absolutely figured out and clamped to death. But if he... like A guy that just seems like such a hard worker like that, that clearly put in so much work to become an all-NBA guy last year, to be putting up the numbers mm-hmm. that he did. Like, I think he'll hit that wall and blast right through it and be, like, I think he'll be just as good in the regular season this year, and I think he'll probably be better in the playoffs when they fucking make the playoffs because they're making the playoffs. So, so I- <laughs> this team is fucking hype, dude. I can't wait. I'm excited to root for him this year. Have we conveniently uh, left Kevin Knox out of this conversation? Oh, yeah, dude. Very conveniently, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very conveniently. I've had solid, like, I've despised Kevin Knox since they drafted him over Michael Porter Jr. I wanted them to draft Michael Porter Jr. So fucking bad. I remember being at Aruga's on draft night, hoping that they would... Hoping and begging that they would draft Michael Porter Jr. and not some other fucking random guy that I hadn't even heard of with Kevin Knox. Just like they did with fucking Frank Nilakina. And I didn't even want them to pick Donovan Mitchell that year. I was hoping they would pick Dennis Smith Jr. So either way, it was going to fucking blow. But the fact. They ended up with Dennis Smith Jr. after all. They still got him, dude. But I just wanted them to pick the guy that had, like, clear, real upside. And they blew it. And Kevin Knox has done nothing for us besides, like, advanced statistically ranked out as one of the top five worst players in the league every year that he's been in the league. So, Oh, boy, that, that kid stinks. He's fucking done. So we just listed all of those guys on the Knicks. That's a starting five and a bench five. A bench six with Taj Gibson and Obi Toppin, like, at the four each, like, splitting up minutes and stuff. And we haven't even gotten to their rookies at all. Or Dwayne Bacon. Or Dwayne Bacon. Dude. I like Dwayne Bacon, too. I think he's a I don't hate God, him. He's a he fine with player. Kemba. Yeah, him and Kemba have a little bit of history in their Charlotte days. Yeah, he stole a lot of reps from Malik Monk when I was fucking big time <laughs> on Malik Monk for maybe Rookie of the Year that year. So, yeah, overall, the Knicks... So unbelievably slept on. Everybody, I guess, just fucking thinking, like, that Kemba's washed, thinking that Fournier sucks, thinking that our defense is going to slip. Like, I don't get it. I hear so much noise coming from these, these, these... These degenerate Boston fans. <laughs> that this is what they do every fucking time. They have a star. They bring him in. They have these lofty expectations. They don't meet them. He leaves town, and then they just badmouth the fuck out of him. Yep. 
Because their chemistry sucks, and these guys can't play well when they get to Boston. Yeah, sorry your stars don't make the team around them better. Isn't Kemba's, like, widely known as, like, one of the nicest and most beloved guys in the league, and Boston didn't have good chemistry last year. So I don't know know how that could get better. (laughs) That's really the difference, you know, when Kyrie left, there was so much bad blood. They were like, oh, fuck you, Kyrie, fuck you. And then uh, Kemba leaves. They're like, oh, Kemba, he's one of the nicest guys in the league. Don't get me wrong. But (laughs) that guy stinks. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) (laughs) They they prelude it. They do the the yet the the yes but they're like, yeah he's super nice he's like the nicest guy but and then just fucking <laughs> really lay into him how he can't stay healthy he's so tiny and a bad defender and all this and that and then Fournier who they got at the trade deadline last year and who also had COVID last year and they're like all right yeah yeah fuck Fournier fuck Fournier he's got nothing and then he tore it up in the fucking Olympics this past summer too so and he's steadily been like an 18 to 20 point per game guy with the magic his entire career pretty much mm-hmm. and just a solid three-point shooter like we just needed a guy that can we needed a guy that could create a shot in the perimeter and shoot threes and we got two of them we got Kemba and we got Fournier two reliable like off the dribble scores which mm-hmm. takes so much pressure off of Randall and so if you think the defense is going to slip like Randall just might have extra energy for defense this year, and he was still a good defensive player last year. So, like, their whole yeah. front court could just be nasty defensively. And I, yeah, and Tibbs, he's, he instills that in his players. That's his uh, his style. His, he cares about the other end of the floor more. He's a big yeah. defensive-minded coach. He's, he's going to keep that same vibe with this group. And then, um, yeah, they're going to try harder than everyone else in the regular season. I think... Finishing over 500 is a lock. Lock. Lock it down, baby. Let's get it. And, and also, Fibs cares way more about defense than he does his own hair. So, that's a fucking... <laughs> that's a big plus Pop right there. Tips. <laughs> that poor fucking hairline. His... Oh, wait. Yeah, we found out he does not have a wife. So, all good. <laughs> Alright. On that... We're going to take a a short break, and then we will be right back to finish up with some other uh, season over-unders that we like. Yes, sir. Boom. All right, everybody. We're back from our brief hiatus right there, and we're uh, we're going to talk about a couple more over-unders right now before we move on to our predictions for MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Most Improved, Rookie of the Year, stuff like that. But uh, just a couple more over-under teams to get out of the way here. Uh, one of the big risers of the offseason was the Chicago Bulls, who seemed to completely remake their team, adding Lonzo Ball, Alex Caruso, swinging a big trade for DeMar DeRozan, and then giving him a fat contract that has now been much maligned. And... I gotta say, I'm insanely high on the Chicago Bulls this year. I think they're gonna end up as the fifth seed in the East. I think they're gonna finish the regular season higher than the Sixers. And I would say they are easily gonna hit their over, which is positioned right now at Chicago Bulls 42.5. So for the Bulls to be just barely over a 500 team, which I think that should be easy for them. Zach, I care to agree with you here. I think the Bulls 
are going to hit this over for sure. Um, I love what they did this offseason. I love just they – they didn't give a fuck about the fit. They were like, we're just going to accumulate talent, and I think it's going to work for them. Yeah, baby. You're looking at a potential starting five of Lonzo, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan. Um, who do you think would play the four? Like Patrick Williams and then Vucevic? Patrick Williams, yeah, when he's healthy, he's going to be starting off the season on the uh, on the injury report. Okay. So I don't know. They have a pretty weak power forward rotation. That's one of the flaws of this team is that they had yeah. Thad Young. They traded him the DeRozan trade, and then they had Markinen and they traded him to the Cavs. And then Larry Nance went to the Trailblazers, and I think the Bulls just got a first-round pick out of it. But I feel like Larry Nance, if he was on this team, would be a huge plus for them, and that'd be like amazing at power forward. Yeah, they they do have Derek Jones Jr. who can play the four. He's kind of like a, a big wing. Big, oh, big wing. so that's where he went from the Blazers. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I, just, I just found that one out. Um, I, I, lo- I love their point guard depth, honestly. It's one of my favorite things about them. Behind Lonzo, they got, like you said, Alex Crusoe. They still have Colby White. I, mm-hmm. I assume they can run a bunch of three-guard rotations that serve well in the regular season when you can just run by teams that are coasting. Mm-hmm. And they're probably going to they're probably going to pull the Spurs move and play DeRozan at the four at times too and just go yeah, with like I mean, a four Yeah, I mean they're going to have to. Yeah. Just completely sacrifice defense just for like insane offense out there. But then their point of attack defense is still going to be pretty good if you have Lonzo and Caruso out there together. Yeah. And I mean, Zach Levine just got some Olympic experience where he looked like he was actually trying on defense. I mean, yeah. being part of a winning team could do that to you. Yeah. If there's some good buy-in right there, which now that he doesn't have to completely carry the offense on his own, he'll have a little more energy to focus on the defensive end. So I think that can definitely work out well for them. Yeah, love the Bulls. Love them this year. Hammering that over. Hammering the over. That one's easy. Staying in the same division with the same number, the Indiana Pacers are also at 42.5. And I'll tell you what. I like the under. I like the under here. Let me hear it. The under. Yeah, I think the Pacers fucking stink. That's crazy. That's an absurd statement. They stink. You're gonna fucking disrespect my boy Rick Carlisle, Dick Carlisle. You're gonna disrespect him like that. Yeah, I mean, I think (laughs) that's a good coaching signing. But great coaching signing. Every Pacers game I watched last year, the offense just stagnated around Sabonis. Now, I know they dealt with their share of injuries, but Brogdon played a lot, and he's kind of like the key to the offense. He's kind of He plays like a traditional point guard role for them, and there's just a major lack of creativity. Now, maybe a new head coach will solve that, but I just was bored watching this team all last year. Yeah, I think they'll probably be a boring team again. Uh, there's nothing like that exciting about them, but they do have talent. They have Brogdon, they have Karis LeVert, TJ Warren, back healthy, uh, Sabonis, Miles Turner. I think Rick Carlisle, with a big, like skilled offensive guy like Sabonis, I think he'll make a lot happen around that. Um, Malcolm, Bro- like, I think this team is just so overall solid. Like, they just have talent, just like good talented players. I think they fit together decently. Having a good head coach in Carlisle, that'll help so much. And last year they finished 
what was their record? Last year they were 34 and 38. So they have a much better coach now, hopefully better health, because all of their key players missed time last year. I think TJ Warren was out for like the entire year after the year that he had, after like the bubble performance that he had. And they have to win, what, nine more games? They have ten more, and they have to win nine more, and they just should have like way better coaching, way better chemistry, just like pretty much the same. It's basically the same roster, but just like better chemistry and better coaching. That's what I'm banking on. I mean, the, the East is better as a conference this year. I just, I don't see room for them to win all these games to finish, like, higher than a 9 or a 10. Yeah. They're, it's going to be tough, most, but I... They're certainly a play-in team. I think they're, uh... Yeah, honest, I think they're in the same range. Like, I think it's them, the Knicks, and the Celtics are just all right up there together. No, I think the Knicks and Celtics are a tier above them. I got, oh man, I got faith in the Pacers, dude. This is a good team. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the hard-hitting uh, analytical argument you're looking for on the Balls Out podcast. My argument is yes, Pacers. Thumbs up. Mine's no Pacers thumbs down. All right. You heard it here first. Is this another one to wager on? No. It's too bad. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to... That means I gotta like watch and keep track of the Pacers. Ew. I mean, you don't have to watch. You can just check at the end of the season. I don't want to do that. That's too much effort for Indiana. <laughs> I can just Venmo request you at the end of the season for ten dollars, and then it's super easy for you. Site? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm gonna hold off on that one for lack of lack of enthusiasm. All right, that's a she for me. Next, Wizards. What do you think? The Wizards. Numbers 33 and a half. Low I, number for a team that went 34 and 38 last year. Yeah. I don't really see... Like, I don't understand how they can really see this team regressing. Like, they have so much more depth this year. So many more capable wing players. And then, like, you lose Russell Westbrook, who was really, really good for them. But you get Spencer Dinwiddie, who's just like a really solid point guard, who I think everybody's just forgot about since he got hurt last year. But Spencer Dinwiddie was legit, just very yeah, I would, good. I would take Dinwiddie replacing Russ along with the depth that they've added compared to last year's team. I think they're definitely better than they were last year. Thomas yeah. Bryant was hurt all year. They got, they're getting him back. Daniel mm-hmm. Gafford really emerged. He'll be a solid backup to him. They added Caldwell Pope and Montrezl Harrell. And, and Coos. Yep, and Coos, exactly. Those are very key place, pieces. Um, I anticipate that one of Harrell or Coos is probably going to start next to Rui. Hmm. Probably, probably Harrell. It's more of a natural fit there. Um, they still have Denny. They still have it. <laughs> still have da- <laughs> Davis Bertans. Yes, dude, Bertans. How is Bertans not going to start when he's making so much money? Because he stinks. He might have to start, though. <laughs> Wait, what'd you, say, what'd you say about his arms? <laughs> that they look like original flavor Gogurt packs. <laughs> Gogurt twos. Just zero definition. It's just so white and so smooth. 
And honestly, his arms just look glow in the dark out there. It's fucking insane. Yeah, man, if he could just, like, hit a few threes, that's all they really need out of him with all these other fours that they've added. Um, drafting Corey Kispert. They have so many wings, though, on this team. Like, so many actual serviceable wings. That helps a lot. Yeah, for sure. I think Kispert was a great draft draft choice. He, he's a guy that can contribute right away with silky smooth three-point stroke. Um, Sneaky athleticism, dude. No. <laughs> I'm not going to fall into the, the white guy trope. That's what the word around the block is. Sneaky athleticism out of Corey Kispert. Oh, God. I like the, <laughs> that he kept uh, Raul Na- uh, Nato. Is it Nato yep. or Neto? Doesn't matter. His name doesn't get said enough. For it yeah, to matter. Kept, that, kept that guy around. He's a he's a good point backup point guard. He's a good that guy. <laughs> Just, Just a, ver- a very deep team that's headlined by a thirty point per game scorer. Like, has his team not win over yeah. uh, thirty four games? You know. And a guy in Dinwiddie who was like near all star level production before he got hurt too. Which like yeah, he was if he awesome. can get. Yeah, if he can get anywhere close to that, like that's another good player. Plus, Thomas Bryant was looking a lot better before he got hurt too. Like he has just ex- like grown his game by leaps so you, and bounds at this point. You, you know what? Centers are his play style. Like the rim runners, they when they play with Westbrook, I think they tend to look a lot better. Mm-hmm. Not trying to drag him down at all, but be yeah. careful of the of the Westbrook effect. That's true, but Thomas Bryant, not just like a rim runner, that guy can shoot the ball a little bit. Last year, it was only two attempts per game, but two attempts per game each of the last two years, 40% the year before and 43% last year. He's got to put more up there. Solid yeah. efficiency. He's got a nice little stroke to him, though. Boy, to- boy Tomas, nice little stroke to his game. Ooh, so, Ooh Tommy. Oh, <laughs> Tommy Bry. Yeah. <laughs> I I think this one's definitely like easily and over thirty three and a half yeah. seems so fucking low for them. Ones. Yeah, I like that one a lot too. Now here's one we're staying in the East. One I didn't quite know what to do with because they really underperformed last year compared to where they had been, and that's uh, the the Boston Celtics. Boston. They set their number at forty five and a half. I'm not sure if Vegas really knew what to do with them, so they kind of set a pretty neutral number. And I think I'm leaning towards the over here. Zach, talk me into it or talk me out of it. I think, yeah, so so what's the number? 45 and a half? Yes. All right, so I got a slight under there. I have them pegged at 45. I have them in that, same, that same little tier with Indiana and the Knicks. And I just think, like, they went 500 last year. They were 36 and 36. Um, to expect that much more out of them, I feel like, like, to expect them to be, like, a 48-win team, I feel like is kind of crazy, because I don't think they really, like, got better in the offseason. They added Horford, who's old. Yeah. <laughs> was, he's just older now. Like, he I'm not was, sure if you can expect much production from him. Yeah, I don't think so. Like, By I know, the time he left the Celtics the first time around, like he was nearly washed at that point. Yeah, they really romanticize Horford. They they think of uh, the old the good old days with the big man Al and how 
they were always in the playoffs with him, but I'm not sure if he's that same guy anymore. Yeah, I don't know if Al at 35 and only playing 28 games last year has really still got the production in him. Uh, yeah, sure. Robert Williams should certainly be better. It just depends if he can play, like stay healthy and also stay out of foul trouble to be able to stay in games. Um, mm-hmm. They got Schroeder at point guard, so it's like Schroeder and a hurt Kemba might be just like kind of a wash right there. Uh, and then Marcus Smart, they gave him that little extension. They should be should be some improvement from some of the young guys, but I just don't yeah. see like that much different about this team. Plus, like to expect that kind of improvement. Plus, it's a rookie head coach, so I don't know how much to expect from this guy. What is it, Ime Udoka, who's never coached, who's never been a head coach in the league before? Right, but from mur- murmurs around uh, Twitter, <laughs> really like him. <laughs> the tweets. Love eBay Udoka. You know who I I, I was watching a Celtics uh, Magic preseason game the other way. It was an awesome game by the way. Some kid on the Magic that I'd never heard of hit a game winner with point two left in the clock. Nasty. But do you still not really, know his name? He didn't even impress you that much to learn his name. I already forgot it, and I think I watched it two nights ago. But <laughs> the the fucking Celtic that really stood out to me was uh, Naismith. I thought Naismith looked fucking awesome. Hmm. I've been hearing summer league preseason that Neesmith was looking really good. Yeah, so I'm not, if that can come to fruition, that'd be huge for them. They're repla- they're basically replacing the semi Ojale minutes with uh, Neesmith. That's <laughs> yeah, which I think can at least if you be were, an average player. I think if you were out there, that's probably a plus <laughs> compared to semi. Yeah, honestly, they added Josh Richardson, who at one point was considered a great three and D player, but. <laughs> then that he went to Philly point. and then he went to Dallas and he's kind of forgotten about and he washed ashore in Boston so the, we'll see what the they can rest. get out of him some question marks around the wings question marks around the bigs or I got the wing depth because there's no question marks around how great Tatum and Brown are those guys are phenomenal the leap that Jalen took for the last couple of years has been awesome yeah it's been so impressive it's mm-hmm. just they really I feel like they're going to rely so much on Horford for the playmaking from this team, and yeah, it's just Horford. To the end. <laughs> yeah, Horford being older, I just don't know how much he'll be able to hold up. And then besides that, like there's no other real natural playmakers on the team right now. So that's what I'm worried about again. Is just like potential, kind of just like potential ball stopping, like the ball not moving around nearly as much as they want it to because they just don't have a guy that's going to make sure everybody's fed plus it's Dennis Schroeder on a contract year which is like he already blew one contract year I think he's really gonna be going for it this year to try and get paid so I mean maybe that'll lead him to buy into the team concept so teams can see that like he's more malleable but also think it could just pan out very badly and he could just be hunting for his own stats the whole time yeah he's forcing it and you know that that's that's been the Celtics problem these last few years is it's a bunch of talented individuals that aren't playing as a team. And unless Tatum or Brown steps into this playmaking role that we haven't seen from them in the past, I'm not sure if this team can reach that 46 win mark that Vegas has. All right, so the last team that I kind of wanted to talk about was the Los Angeles Clippers, who... 
The over-under for them is set at 45 and a half. What do you think about that number? Yeah, isn't that crazy? I see 42 and a half. Oh, really? Yeah. On this one, I see 45 and a half. They have them, at least on this one, they have them higher than the Trailblazers. And I know this one was up, I know this one was updated yesterday. Yeah, I'm on Bovada right now, and I'm getting 42 and a half. And it's 42 and a half? I guess if there's one, yeah. I guess if there's one line to have a lot of variance on, it's gonna be this this Clippers team. No, no one knows what to expect without Kawhi. No one knows. Yeah. So this is a weird one, and I think expecting them to be right around a 500 team is about right. It's like the team is still led by Paul George, who, for all the hate that Paul George has gotten, like when he was the centerpiece of the Indiana teams, they were still pretty good. And right. Like they were really good in the playoffs when uh, Kawhi went down. Yeah, they were really good in the playoffs. They all they like still put up a good fight against the Suns. They almost made it to the finals. Um, the only thing is just like, what can we actually take away from that playoff run? Like, is Terrence Mann gonna be fucking busting it down in the regular season? Is he gonna be shooting over forty percent from a three? Is he just gonna be a wrecking ball and like chaos agent out there? Is Reggie Jackson going to be putting up, like, 20 points per game and playing, like, an all-star point guard? Is... Who else do they even have on this team right now? Um, uh, they still have Ibaka and Marcus Morris. Still have So if Ibaka comes back healthy, he should be good. Zubat's still really good. Just, like, a really solid, like, serviceable center. Um, Marcus Morris is solid. Nick Batum is solid. Like, they actually have... Some just they just have like good players on this team, and then Paul George is still a superstar. So I think they signed Justice Winslow. They did sign Justice Winslow, <laughs> which is a high a high upside like no risk kind of move that could just be fine for them. If they have anything, it's wing depth, I guess. Yeah, right. Which I guess uh, is great it, with Kawhi out. <laughs> is Luke Kennard the X Factor? Oh, dude. Luke Kennard might be in for a fucking massive year. <laughs> oh, and they got Eric Bledsoe back, too. Back on the Clippers. Mini LeBron, dude. He's out here. <laughs> Mini LeBron. He's so uh, ready how, for it. How silly does that look now? They also have a guy named Jay Scrub. <laughs> That's, you cannot... Um, <laughs> you can't oh, be a pro guy. basketball player with the last name Scrub. And the That's only so thing people so see on your jersey is scrub every time. Gotta wear number zero. You know, buddy. <laughs> this is so sad, dude. He's a zero and a scrub. That's such a fucking hell. If I was if I was running the fucking music in an imposing arena, I would just play No Scrubs by TLC every time he steps on the court. <laughs> Be so sad, dude. <laughs> <laughs> He just airballs his first shot and gets pulled instantly. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm just like, I'm interested to see what happens with this team more than anything else, I think. Like, I, I don't expect them to be really good. I don't expect them to really bad, be really bad. I feel like they're going to be near 500, but they could also just completely blow. And then they could also, like, all these guys could overperform. And they could be, like, the 4 or 5 seed again. So Yeah, I'm not putting my money anywhere near this line. Whether Absolutely it's 42 not. or 45, I just don't know what to expect. It's scary. 
It's uncertain. I'm not about it. They're also one Paul George injury away from being like bot- maybe yeah, bottom being, of the West. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's tough. Yeah, one Paul George injury away from Marcus Morris putting up 18 shots a game. From New York Knicks, Marcus Morris, where he's your leading scorer with fucking 19 a game on 18 shots. Disgusting. I can't believe that was a real thing. And look where the Knicks are now. Oh my god, back to glory. The glow up. The fucking... That was just... Can you believe that was just two years ago? When they... Is that when they just fucking paid, like, five power forwards? Yeah, that was when they were... They were just fucking tossing everybody money and just, like, <laughs> they just had Marcus Morris just as the best <laughs> player. Like, he was... They just had Marcus Morris. He was legitimately the go-to guy. He averaged 19.6 a game, and he shot 44% from three, which is crazy. But he was our fucking guy, dude. He was taking 15 shots a game. He was our leading scorer. He was just classic Knicks depression. And now we're fucking out here, dude. I can't believe it. Alright. You want to move on to the MVPs? Yeah, MVP picks? I got got the odds in front of me. Alright, let's do it. Alright, so I'm going to go in in order here. We got Luca as a, a... pretty heavy favorite here at four to one i don't get it which is it's wild considering they have their the mavs win total at 48 and a half it'd be tough to win an mvp with 48 wins that would be tough especially since 48 wins would probably put them as like the four seed at best in the west yeah and as we know you got to win a lot of games to win the mvp unless you're russell westbrook in 2016 i think so and then next... 2017. 2017. The year after, the year after oh, KD man. left. Get your fucking facts straight, dude. We're not telling <laughs> fake news on this podcast. Next get your facts straight and get your vax straight, brother. My vax is so straight. <laughs> now that's also homophobic of you. So you really gotta get it together. I even got my flu shot the other day. Vax to the max. That's crazy. I will yeah, never dude. I will never get the flu shot. Wow, you're anti vax. Definitely do. <laughs> Dolphinately. There's no chance I'll get the flu shot. If anything is the government trying to control you, it's the fucking flu shot. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had more than a common cold, okay? And I've never even gotten the flu shot before. I've also never gotten the flu when I've gotten the flu shot. Yeah, the things I said were both lies also. I've gotten a flu shot before, and I have also gotten definitely worse than a common cold. <laughs> I've definitely gotten the flu while not getting a flu shot, so... <laughs> I'll, prob- I'll probably get it one of these days. Yeah, I remember I got the flu once, and then after that, I just made sure I was vaxxed up every season. Sheevil, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Dude, I had the flu so bad. This is embarrassing. I can't believe I'm going to say this on the pod. I got the flu so bad once that I was, like, puking and shitting at the same time. And the first time that that struck me, Neither in the I, got, I got on my knees and threw up in the toilet and then shit my pants. 
and it was terrible. I was like, oh yeah, I'm getting a flu shot next year after this. That's so sad. <laughs> it was terrible. Ruined a great then, pair of undies. But yeah, I learned my lesson quick, and after that, every time that happened, I made sure to sit on the toilet and throw up in a garbage can. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, you got my priorities straight. I would still puke in the toilet shit in the garbage can. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, yeah, I got, I don't know if I even, I'm not sure if I got the flu shot last year, but maybe I did. But I got the flu so insanely bad last year that I could only eat, for three days, all I ate was a banana. And I was just like, every single hour was just alternating between shitting and puking constantly. And there was nothing in my system. So, yeah, I'd recommend the flu shot, for sure. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big advocate. Alright, next stop. Or maybe, I had, maybe I had COVID, who fucking knows, dude. True. Yeah. Except for I don't think those are COVID symptoms. Didn't get that vaccine either. Hey, just kidding. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> just kidding, and do not tell Trader Joe's that, because we wouldn't be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, next we got we got four guys right around the same odds, right after Luca at 4-1. to one. There's Joel Embiid at 7-1, to one, Kevin Durant at 7-1, to one, Steph Curry at 7-1, to one, and Giannis at 13-2, to two, which is basically 7-1. to one. Close enough. So it's thirteen to two. Is thirteen to two better odds than seven to one? Yeah, he's plus six fifty, and the other ones are plus seven hundred. Wow! So they do have Giannis as the second favorite, technically. Yeah, very slightly they do. All right. Well, I'll break them all down. Joel Embiid getting hurt, calling it. Been too healthy for too long. <laughs> <laughs> he's due. He's, he's fucking no, due. He, he missed he's a lot two of time dude. Last year. <laughs> he missed like twenty games or something. He's due, and he's doo-doo, in my opinion. He's not better than Jokic. Um, He did miss a lot of time last year, actually. And who's to say it's not going to continue this year? I'm calling it. (laughs) Wow. He's certainly going to overexert himself without Ben Simmons being there. He's trying to just be like, yeah, man, I can just carry a team so hard. Going to overexert himself. Going to get hurt. Joel Embiid. And also, even if he doesn't get hurt, the Sixers aren't going to be a high enough seed in the East. For him to be... He'll be in consideration. I don't think he can win. I think they're going to be like the sixth seed. So, Joel Embiid, you're done. And Kevin Durant, he's going to take too many games off, I think, to be able to win the award himself. Like, the rest... Especially with no Kyrie there, if Kyrie's just not there for the whole thing. Like, he's going to have to play more minutes in the games that he does play. Plus, he played so many minutes in the playoffs last year and also played in the Olympics in the in the summer. So, I'm all coming off an Achilles. This guy is just putting his fucking new and improved Achilles to the test big time. <laughs> so, I think he'll I think he'll take games off. I actually think James Harden is a better favorite on the Nets than KD. Let me tell you what, that. James Harden's my favorite MVP bet at 18 to 1. That's a fucking I think that's a good He's, one, dude. I don't get why his odds are so why such long of a shot. Right now, no Kyrie. Kevin Durant, I'm assuming, will definitely miss at least 10 games. Like, that's at least 10. That's just, like, for rest. That's no injury or anything like that. And if James Harden's healthy, I think he'll just play the whole year. Because James Harden, besides when he got hurt, like, even when he got hurt in the playoffs, he was still an Iron Man. He still tried to play through it. Like, James Harden he played basically... 48 minutes on a pulled hamstring. Yeah, the guy basically doesn't fucking miss games. So, 
I think he's like they could be the one seed in the East, and he could just like by default be the guy to take the MVP for them. Right. That's my favorite bet is Harden for MVP at eighteen to one. I think yeah. Steph at seven to one among the favorites. Steph's kind of my favorite one that I like because like all he needs to do is have the same season he did last year, but on a better team, which yeah. is entirely possible if Clay comes back and returns to like 80% of what he was right away. That's true. Cause if they could even get up to like the three seed in the West, if he mm-hmm. puts up those numbers from last year, he'd be a good pick. My, my personal pick is Giannis. I think the, the confidence of getting the championship and finals MVP like knowing that he's kind of got everybody's number in the league, he can just dominate whenever he wants to now. I think he's just going to come out and just put up an even better season than he did like in the last three years, which two of them were MVPs. And I think he's just going to cement himself as just like one of the fucking best players of all time, maybe. Wow. All right. So, would you rather have Giannis or KD on your team? Uh, is it just for this season alone? Yeah. I'd rather have KD still. Okay. Okay. I, I wanted to see if you thought that Giannis was the best player in the league. No. I think a healthy KD is still the best player. Okay. He yeah, I just, mean, what do you think? He could score from literally anywhere, anytime, on any player, no matter what. Yeah, he he went fucking sick and... Uh, like conference finals last year against the Bucks, trying to do it all himself. Yeah, almost did. He almost fucking did, which is crazy. Um, next up after those guys, we got Dame at twelve to one. Pretty good. Again, Blazers got to win a lot of games for that to work. Yeah, that's the only way. He'll put up the numbers, but they just have to win games. Jokic repeating at fifteen to fifteen to one. Here's the thing, if the Nuggets end up as, if the Nuggets manage to get like the one or two seed, and, I mean, if they just do that, then I think Jokic will be the MVP, just because that would be so absurd with no Jamal Murray for the entire year. Yeah, that's the thing, is it's going to be hard for them to get enough wins for him to be in consideration without Jamal. Yeah. It's like a catch-22. But damn, if Michael Porter Jr. goes up to like 25 a game, and if Aaron Gordon just plays better too, and Jokic puts up the same numbers, yeah, he could be MVP again. And then next we got LeBron at 16-1. to <sighs> LeBron. Uh, LeBron, Le- Le- more like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. You set that one up, you bitch. <laughs> Fucking retire already, dude. I'm bored of this shit. <laughs> uh, no, I think... I think LeBron, I think LeBron would actually be a solid bet. It just like it just depends if there's growing pains with this team or not. Adding Russ, adding such almost a basically brand new team in the off season. I don't know if they'll I win enough games. That's the thing, and also if Anthony Davis will cannibalize some of his votes. That's the thing. I think um, it's hard with that. Those three guys. Those are three big stats guys. Three guys that fill the box score, like. Yeah. Russ is going to siphon some assists from LeBron. And AD is bound to siphon points away from him. So, How fucking nasty should their rebounding be, though? That's That three... whole team? That's such a fucking huge team. With That's the best rebounding point guard in the league. The best rebounding point guard, one of the best rebounding forwards in LeBron, and then just like Anthony Davis 
can just like sleepwalk his way to ten rebounds too, <laughs> just being so big. <laughs> like they should get so many fucking offensive rebounds. I think I think that's an underrated thing with adding Russ is that he'll just fucking like extend possessions and get boards for them. Yeah. Next up, we got two guys. We got Book and Trey at twenty to one. Uh, I like Book. I don't think Trey. Uh, I just think the defense. For him, everybody will still poke holes, which I'll still poke yep. holes too for sure. And, and efficiency, yeah, and the inefficiency. But that team, I, I think that team's going to win a lot of games. But I still don't think he'll be like that good of a player. Where if they finish third and the Bucks are first, that anybody would vote Trey Young over Giannis. For Book, it's just like if the Suns are like the overwhelming one seed in the West, and he's just putting up like twenty eight a game, and Chris Paul's like kind of a little more hobbled and less involved, then. That that could be that could definitely be an MVP for Devin Booker. That'd be really crazy. Yeah, I see the path for Book getting it. Yeah. Um, do you have any think, interest in Tat- in Tatum at twenty two to one? No interest. None, right? Yeah. None. No. I. He'll be really good. He'll be one of the, if he. I think he'll put up the numbers to be an MVP kind of guy. I just don't think they'll win enough. Uh, yeah. What's Anthony Davis's odds? I was getting to that. Him and Russ are next at twenty five to one. Anthony Davis, I think, is a good pick. Like just for value wise, I think that could be solid. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty solid. <laughs> Forty bucks could win you a thousand on that. That's not too shabby, and all it takes is like LeBron to miss a little bit of time, and Anthony Davis to just completely dominate, like while he's out. And Westbrook has Westbrook played with guys who have won MVP. That's, like, the fucking story. He played with KD when KD won his MVP. He played with Paul George, and Paul George was third in the MVP voting that year. Like, Westbrook mm-hmm. will at least, like, feed those guys. Like, he'll feed Anthony Davis, for sure, and he'll get Anthony Davis some looks. So, if Anthony Davis puts up, like, 30-12 and 12 this season, and the Lakers are number one, and LeBron, like, takes his foot off the gas a little bit, like, in the regular season, he could definitely win it i feel like people like want anthony davis to win mvp also so yeah and then the next realistic one is donovan mitchell at 30 to 1 that would just take i think an incredible donovan mitchell year just because they were the ones yeah he's got to take an enormous step yeah Yeah. um what's julius randall's odds he's 80 to 1 same as sabonis and levine Oh, Jesus Christ, that's enticing. <laughs> 10 they bucks got, wins me 800? Are you shitting me, dude? They've got Zion, Ja, Jimmy, and Beal all ahead of them. That's absurd. And Kyrie. <laughs> that's fucking absurd. Oh, the disrespect. It's fucking crazy. What if this Knicks team is perfectly balanced with offensive defense and Julius Randle's clearly the best player and they end up the third seed in the East this year? Oh, fuck, dude. Mm-hmm. I want it so bad. <laughs> Alright, so you really like Giannis? Yep. Um, I like Harden. Kind of a, a longer shot with the odds, but if I'm picking a heavier favorite, I guess I would go I would lean Steph. Okay. I'd probably go Giannis Harden 80. Would probably be like my three right there. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I like those picks. There's the, the longer right. shot, the mid shot, and the, the, the favorite. So who do you want to do? What, which award do you want to do next? You want to go uh, Rookie of the Year? Sure. Because I 
this one's pretty easy for me. Yeah, there's two co-favorites here, Jalen Green and Cade Cunningham. Yeah. Jalen's uh, 5-2, to two, Cade's 3-1. to one. I got Jalen Green easy on this one. Wow, way to just take the favorite, dude. Gotta do it. <laughs> Absolutely gotta do it. I think Jalen Green might put up, like, 23 a game. He might put up, like... He might just come out, like, firing and just scoring the ball like a motherfucker. And I think he'll have the advantage over Cade just simply playing for the Ignite last year and playing against, like, more ready NBA competition. I think that's fair. I think Jalen is the safest bet you can make here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't like Cade having, like, I wouldn't bet Cade at, like, similar odds. I feel like no, it's not a good I don't bet. Think that- no. And then but what we t- I th- we- oh yeah, go for it. What I think is a great bet, and don't fucking call me a homer for this, but I think Book Knight at twenty five to one is an awesome bet. Huskies. <laughs> where did you uh, like, where did you graduate from college again? Uh, same place as you. <laughs> you gone. Yeah, you gone, baby. I Shout think out. Book. You know, if he starts next to Lamelo on the Hornets and he gets his he gets his he gets his shot attempts and he's that uh, that flaming hot scorer that his ceiling is I think he could be a sneaky uh, rookie of the year winner here yeah I think that's kind of the role they need too like the Hornets because they have mm-hmm. they have such a democratic offense like he should be able to get looks Gordon Hayward's so unselfish Lamella's so unselfish um, and then PJ Washington, Miles Bridges, like don't take up that many touches themselves. Mason Plumlee's a good passer too. I think he's their center this year. Uh, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure they got Plumlee instead of Cody Zeller, which is pretty awesome because I like Mason Plumlee. Um, I like when they I like when they play small and put PJ Washington at center. To be honest. Yeah, me too. I like those P- lineups. Yeah, I'm a, I'm definitely a Mason Plumlee fan though for sure. Um, but yeah, I think Book Knight could get the looks in this offense. So if he's ready for it, I think he could definitely win Rookie of the Year. That'd be a good long shot right there. Yeah, I like that for where the odds are. Um, some other ones that are on there. Jalen Suggs is 7-1. to one. That one's within the realm of possibility on the Magic. He'll get plenty of uh, chances, too. He seemed NBA ready Yeah, uh, his last year at um, Gonzaga. If the Magic overperform expectations, too, and like he mm-hmm. puts up solid numbers, I think he'd have a really good shot at that point. Yeah. I think Mobley has a chance at 9-1 to one on the on the Cavs. just kind of sucks that there's kind of a logjam at center there. That's why I think he has no chance. Yeah. It would take like a trade or a surprising benching of, um, of Taco Fall for that to happen. Because Taco, Taco is like undoubtedly the starter, and Jared Allen and uh, Evan Mobley are just kind of <laughs> gonna be fighting for mo- minutes behind him. Wow, I didn't know Taco was on the Cavs now. Yeah, he is. Damn, the Celtics fucking victory cigar <laughs> gone, dude. <laughs> How is he gonna get minutes now, dude? <laughs> Unless, I mean. The Cavs should be in plenty of blowouts, so that's a good time for him, but it's not he's not gonna be a victory cigar by any means. Any wins that they have should be so fucking close, it's crazy. Point taco, cowards. <laughs> cowards. 
Run your fucking all, run the all big lineup in Cleveland, dude. Let's get Larry Nance, Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley's got guard skills. Let's get Mobley at point guard. Larry Nance, he could, or not Larry Nance. What's his fucking name? Uh, the shooter. I fucking forget. He's killing me right now. Laurie Markinen. Get Laurie Markinen. Oh, yeah. oh, I forgot they got Markinen. Yeah, get him at shooting guard. Get Jared Allen and Taco Fall out there. And I'm sure they got some other crusty big man just lying in wait. <laughs> I think they still have Kevin Love. Oh, yeah, let's get Kevin Love out there, dude. They can <laughs> run a fucking gross all-big lineup. I'm here for it. I want to see too. it. I'm fucking bad about it. Yeah, so um, I, I just think Mobley, I think there's just no chance because that front court's too crowded for him to make a yeah. big impact right away. Probably. I think I love his talent, though. I, I still think he'll pan out as a really good player. I think he's going to be very good, also. Um, some fan. other guys. Scotty Barnes is also 9 1. He's not really a. He doesn't really impress me, like, offensively. Like, I'm not sure if he can score enough points. Mm-hmm. But his impact goes outside of the box score, or it will be. It's expected to go outside the box score. He's expected to be like a Draymond type. Yeah, if he's like 12, 8, and 6 or something like that. Maybe. Like, that, that's boring. I, I'd hate if the rookie of the year had 12, 8, and 6. I know, but Draymond literally made the all-star, all, all all-NBA team with those numbers. <laughs> so gross. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, um, I think... I know the only way is if the Raptors won more games than expected also, because he probably won't put up the raw stats. Yeah. Vegas is showing our boy Shangun some love, putting him at twelve to one. He's kinda nuts. <laughs> That's crazy considering the favorite is on his team, so I don't unless Jalen Green just got hurt. That's like the only yeah. way I could see it. Um another um, one of the long shots I kinda like is Davian Mitchell at eighteen to one. Bingo. He spent a few years in college. He's got that that irrational confidence, this crazy mentality that I think could either boom or bust. Mm-hmm. I also, the media absolutely fucking loves him already. He's like the yeah, most sucked dashed. off rookie by far. So yeah. I think if but they like, like Mobley, there's a a lot of competition at his position on his team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could really only see him getting it if Fox got traded. Yeah, Fox got traded. Tyrese Halliburton regressed or got hurt. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... And then there's still Buddy Heald in the backcourt to worry about, too. They have so many yeah. fucking guards. So many guards. Yeah, so that's a toughie. But I got Jalen Green for Rookie of the Year. Yeah, Jalen Green, that's a good one. I I think that if everything goes according to plan, he'll win it. Um, mm-hmm. But I like Book Knight at 25-1 to 1 as a long shot. I like that one, too. That's fun. Uh, what do you want to do next? D-P-O-Y. D-P-O-Y. You ain't got no alibi. You defensive. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is actually surprising. Gobert and Simmons are co-favorites at um, seven to two. We don't even know if Simmons is going to be playing, so that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I think Gobert's kind of a lock. I have a different guy. How's he going to win? No, he's not going four. That'd, that'd be insane. That'd AD be... is nine to one. Who, who's next on the list? Uh, Embiid. Oh, I'm sorry. This is out of order. Miles Turner is actually after Gobert and Simmons at um, 
at 15 to 2. Wow. At plus 750, yeah. Okay. And then keep going? Yeah, and then Davis at 9 to 1. And then Embiid and Giannis are both 10 to 1. That's my guy. I got Giannis. I got Giannis for MVP and DPOI this year. I'm not sure if the voters would do that again. It seemed like a, a one time thing. I don't think so. Well, did he win? He won MVP and Defensive Player of the Year in the same year? Yeah. Did he win Defensive Player of the Year last year? No, Rudy did. Gobert did. Gobert won last year? Yeah, it was his third one. I thought everybody was fucking sick of him winning Defensive Player of the Year last year. Or is it now, was it because they blew it in the playoffs again that everybody was like, fuck this, we're not going to give Rudy Gobert the regular season love again? Um, I'm pretty sure that. He, he, no, I'm certain. I'm certain that Gobert was Defensive Player of the Year last year. Okay. The finalists were him, Simmons, and uh, Draymond. Yeah, so Giannis has only won a single defensive player of the year. Yeah. This, I think he's going to fucking do it again, dude. I think Giannis has got it. Like, I think I would be, I'd be more confident in Giannis winning defensive player of the year than I would MVP this year. Just because I think wow. they're not going to give it to Rudy. Ben Simmons is not going to get it because he's either not going to be playing or... Uh, I, I don't know. I just don't think Ben Simmons is going to get it. Um... And then besides that, like Embiid is definitely a really good shot if he stays healthy. But the Bucks, same, same with AD. I think AD is also that level. AD and is also, also has to stay also has to stay healthy. Also got to stay healthy. Yeah, Giannis is just the best bet to anchor like a very highly ranked defense and really successful team, and like best bet to stay healthy also. All right, picture this: <laughs> the Heat finish. With the league's best defense. How does Bam not win the uh, Defensive Player of the Year? I guess because they have two other, like, all-defensive-level players with uh, Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry. But if the Heat finished with the top defense, I think Bam could definitely fucking get it. He's the, I think he's the best value on this list. He's 13-1. to 1. He's right after Embiid and Giannis. Yeah, I think that's a good call right there. And then I, like um, I also th- I think Draymond's also a great value at twenty two to one. That's a, that is a great value. They have Matisse Thybul at twenty to one. They that's think Matisse Thybul has a better chance of winning Defense Player of the Year than Draymond Green. That's disgusting. <laughs> I just don't think Thybul's going to play like enough minutes to be able to be a Defensive Player of the Year. Like no. he's such and, an offensive liability that I don't know. Draymond was a finalist last year. Like, what? What's changed? Do they think he's going to regress due to age that that much? And the team should be better. So, yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I th- I would, I would throw money on both Draymond and Bam here at their, at their, at their prices, and with the possible fatigue of giving it to Gobert again, and the uncertainty around Simmons and all that, you know. Yeah, I feel like this is a good one to take long shots. Yeah, I agree. Also, if Miles Turner's healthy for the whole year, and if the Pacers are a good team, like Miles Turner started off the year last year, and everybody was like, "This guy's going to be Defensive Player of the Year." He's getting like three and a half blocks a game, and is like just altering everything, and also like playing the passing lanes very well, and just like playing solid defense along with the blocks too. So, how about I like Capella at thirty-five to one too? Imagine the Hawks finish with a, a top-five defense. That's a fucking good one. That'd be huge. 
Yeah, there's. Just, I think there's just a lot of candidates for this one, so it'd be, it'd be rough to throw like big money on a favorite. Mm-hmm. Mitchell Robinson at fifty to one. Oh fuck, dude! <laughs> I think they would just give too much credit to Thibodeau, but Mitchell yeah. Robinson is about to fucking show everybody what's good again this year because he missed a lot of games last year, and before that, he was leading the league in. I think he was not leading league, but he was like third in the league in three-pointers blocked behind Kevin Durant and Drew Holiday, and he had played like the season before that, and he's a center, and he had played over a thousand less minutes than them each. Wow. So he just has insane athleticism and instincts. I think a center doing that is absolutely insane. It doesn't make any fucking sense, dude. (laughs) It's so crazy. Guess who then... Guess who the next Nick is on the Defensive Player of the Year odds? Is it Nerlens? Yeah. How would you know that? Yeah, Too it's Nerlens. He's 80 to 1. I think he's the only other guy they consider a good defender on the team. <laughs> they have Nerlens at the same odds as uh, Robert Williams, Jaron Jackson Jr., and this guy named Kevin Durant. That's probably disrespect for Kevin Durant and Robert Williams, I'd say. And Jaron Jackson Jr., actually. <laughs> Nerlens is going to be a backup. Imagine if Kevin Durant won a DPOI. God, that'd be I mean, fucking nuts. insane. That'd be so crazy. Considering he's the best I... offensive player in the league, that'd be fucking insane. They have Julius Randle at the same odds as uh, Timothy Luello Cabarro. <laughs> 125 to 1. That's so funny. Why is <laughs> Timothy Luello on here? He's such why a would he... <laughs> Why would he be on there, dude? Davian Mitchell's on here at 150 to 1 as the longest shot. That's so. What? I feel like they add people for no reason. Why does he have worse odds than fucking. He's the only rookie on here. camera. <laughs> oh my god. That's fucking crazy, dude. Uh, what's Drew Holiday's odds? He's 20 to 1. I kind of glossed over him, but he's up there. Uh, he's up there. Right around Draymond. A yeah, that's a, Draymond. It's a fun one, but he's just not even the best defender on his own team, so that's the thing. Yeah. Same odds as Matisse Thibel. Yeah. yeah. That's like the worst that's the worst bet on the entire sports book for sure, is Matisse Thibel for defensive player of the year. Media. He's an awesome defender. I think he's a terrific defender. Yeah. I actually do think he's one of the best defenders in the league. But he doesn't get the minutes. He's and he's also and Joel Embiid's on his team. Like Joel Embiid would be the defensive player of the year before Thibel. And as it stands, Ben Simmons is too. Ex- yeah, that's that's fucking absurd <laughs> to me. That doesn't make any sense. That's the media just loves suck off table, honestly. Uh so next, do you want to do six man or most improved? Uh let's go let's go most improved. Alright, word. Got three co favorites. Jordan Poole, Kevin Porter Jr., and Michael Porter Jr. Oh, Jesus. Are they brothers? There should, what's, going, what's going on here? There <laughs> should be a side bet where you the can, juniors. There should be a side <laughs> bet where you can pick uh, both of them, like a, a Porter Junior thing, and it's like plus three hundred or something, like three to one. That'd be cool. What if they were like the first co most approved, like how uh, like Grant Hill and Jason Kidd were co rookie <laughs> of the year? <laughs> That'd be pretty sick. So I think Michael Porter Junior is the easy favorite here. Uh, I think he's the easy pick. I think he's 
easily going to average 25 a game this year. I think he'll probably put up something like 25 and 8. It's going to be just... It's going to seem crazy, but I think it's actually just fucking pretty easy for him. He has such a smooth shot. He's one of the best three-point shooters in the league, as, and he's a six foot ten guy. And as long as he stays healthy, he's going to have the increased role, and he definitely has the talent to be able to win it. So... I got Michael Porter Jr. here, for sure. All right, I'm going to start things off with a little disclaimer that I think betting most improved player is the hardest and worst thing to bet mm-hmm. because every single year it's someone unexpected, and that's kind of the whole point. Like, mm-hmm. nobody was betting Julius Randle last year. No one was betting Victor Oladipo the year he did it. Um, no one was betting CJ McCollum the year he did it. It's just... I, I guess people might have saw Giannis coming because he kind of built up to his explosion. Yeah, but even then, like, I wonder if he was even one of the favorites that year, you know? Yeah. He had, there was a lot of buzz around him. He was kind of like a, a darling, so perhaps. Yeah. But with all that said, I agree that Michael Porter Jr. is probably my favorite one to win it this year. He's just poised to. Like, Jamal Murray being out, there's a lot more shots for Porter to, to get, for Michael Porter to get. Yeah, there's there's so much more opportunity for him at this point. Like, he's very much set up for most improved player, where if he doesn't win it, it'd be a disappointment. I agree. Um, one that really stood out to me, all the way down here at 50-1 to 1 is LaMelo. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they got LaMelo as kind of a long shot, and I think, like... He was so impressive his rookie year and then got hurt. I think that he, he really could do it. He could just, like, have a wet-ass jumper, average 10 assists. He could have a wet-ass, comma, jumper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I God, I think LaMelo could be really good. If his, if yeah. his shots, if his shot stays tough and he gets his points up to, like, Something around twenty a game, that could be enough. How about our, how about our guy R.J. Barrett at thirty to one? I mean, that's the pick. That's pretty good. I think that's, that's a good one. Great value and also like great odds. I feel like too because I think mm-hmm. I think he's gonna have the role for it too because he's the Knicks' best young player and he's definitely the future of the franchise. So they have a lot invested in him, and right like. We signed veterans, some veterans this offseason that should just make the game easier for him. And I don't think they're going to want the veterans to like be the best players on the team. I think they want Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett to be the best players on the team. So I think R.J. Barrett's got good odds. He could be up to like 23 a game this year, and that could fucking do it. I agree. With high assist numbers on good efficiency, I could totally see it. Dude, do you know um, who won most improved in 2012? This is crazy. 2012. So that was, was that a LeBron MVP year? I think so. I don't think there's literally any chance you'd be able to guess it. Uh, tell me. Ryan Anderson was the most improved player. No fucking way. I, you're right, I never would have guessed that. No way, dude. It was 20... So 2010 was Aaron Brooks. 2011 was Kevin Love. 2012 was Ryan Anderson. And then it's Paul George, Dragic, Jimmy Butler, McCollum, 
Yeah, then it's like all stars, <laughs> but, it, but it's I, literally I, Ryan. I didn't know Drogic. I didn't know Drogic won one. Yeah, I think that was the year. That was the year With that the, the Suns. Suns missed out on the playoffs by like half a game, and they had like a four, they had a forty-eight win year, and they just missed the playoffs, and it was the three-headed monster of Goron, Bledsoe, and Isaiah. Brandon Thomas. Knight. Oh. Oh. Was oh it yeah, they got Brandon. No, it was I too. They got Brandon Knight later. Yeah. Yeah, they they were nasty with uh, Goron and Eric Bledsoe that year. That's right. Yeah, Ryan um, Anderson's the craziest one on this list to me. I think let's move on to six man of the year, and with that, I think Al Harrington won a six man of the year once. This is hype. I'm gonna look up six men throughout the years. I had a pair of Al Harrington shoes when I was younger. <laughs> I, the pro the proteges dude they were that's what they were called they were called the proteges they were certainly not hype in any way whatsoever <laughs> but i was Ew. fucking about it dude oh man let's see i'm looking for al harrington i don't see al harrington on this list but i do see antoine jameson <laughs> James Harden it's up? so funny James Harden was 6th man of the year in 2012 dude I just looked up the protégés they're so fucking crusty dude. <laughs> dude what the fuck I gotta I gotta look this up again all black protégé that's the ones I had too I had the all black ones I remember and they were so fucking shiny dude it was crazy uh, they look like they're made of patent leather dude Oh yeah, dog. These were fucking ill, actually. Is that two thick ass straps? That's two thick straps. One of them with the logo. One of them that just says protege. (laughs) Oh my god. And the P logo, dude. Oh my god, that's fucking hype. Jesus, dude, I was flexing out of control in seventh grade fucking basketball. I was grinding. Oh my god, the protégés. He talked about them on the All the Smoke podcast, too, and talked about, like, how fast they went down to being, like, one of those shoes you could find at Kohl's for $25. Oh, I believe it. Oh, man. Yeah, so the things... I looked up the protégés... And then I went to images, and now, like, the three things that I can click on, the first three things, it's Stefan Marbury, Harrington Shoes, and then Kmart. So... <laughs> Kmart. <laughs> that like shows... Kevin, like Kevin Martin? Yeah. He loved the... He just gave glowing reviews of the protégés, <laughs> Kevin Martin. Yeah. Man, those were fire. That's a fucking throwback right there. But, yeah. Al Harrington, I guess he never won a six-man of the year. Unfortunate. I'm a bit, big liar. It must have been in 2K or something. I committed it to memory. <laughs> <laughs> Just one of so, the various fucking my team things. So the favorite this year for uh, six-man of the year is actually Al Harrington. <laughs> He's back, baby. <laughs> no, it's uh, Jordan Clarkson, the, the reigning six-man of the year. He's at uh, he's plus 550, 11-2. to two. Yeah, that's six man of the year is another one that's just kind of a toss up. Jordan Clarkson is a good bet. 
I would say, because he should just like he'll get a lot of uh, he'll get a lot of reps in Utah. But I also think uh, Derrick Rose is a good option. Yep, and Derrick Rose is next up. Him, Joe Ingles, and Patty Mills are all twelve to one. Oh, and I think yeah, I think Patty Mills is a really good pick too. But yeah, actually, maybe not because if Kyrie's not playing, Patty Mills might start. So then he might not be able to get six men of the year. True. So that could be a it's little it. toughy for him. Yeah. Um, I like Tyler Hero a lot at 15 to 1. Oh, that team's really good. And he has a good statistical season, like something like 15 a game, making quite a few threes. I, I can see that. Um, was Jordan Poole one of them, or was he most improved player? He was one of the bets for that. Um, he's twenty to one for a six man. Okay, he might he's, be starting like, though, honestly. Yeah, he'll. I think he'll start to start the season, and then once Clay comes back, he'll probably head to the bench. Yeah, so that'd be tough. If uh, Malik Beasley comes off the bench the whole year, he's a good bet. I like that. Um, where is he? They don't have him listed. They probably expect him to start. Ah oh, shit. I can't really see why, because it would kind of be weird to start D'Angelo, Beasley, and Anthony Edwards. But Although I heard Anthony Edwards grew to like 6'6 now. so Yeah, I saw DraftKings listed him as a small forward for most of the season. Anthony Edwards? Yeah. Damn, fucking beast mode. Anthony yeah, Edwards I, for I, most improved also would be a fun one. True. Yeah, I think I saw uh, he was thirty to one, which I thought was weird that he was more of a favorite than uh, Leangelo. Did you call him Leangelo? Oh yeah, Lamelo. The disrespect, <laughs> the absolute fucking disrespect to Lamelo. He was just in the news because they signed him. Give me a break. <laughs> Wait, did the Hornets sign him? Yeah. It's crusty. <laughs> Dog, you know who I just saw for the Sixth Man of the Year award at thirty-five to one. Oh my god. Same as Buddy Healed. Same as Buddy Healed. Is this gonna just be like such crazy levels of crust? Unfortunately, for you. For me? Yeah. Is it RJ Barrett? (laughs) No, dude. It's Carmelo Anthony. (laughs) If they think he's not starting, they're out of their fucking minds, dude. (laughs) That's insane. You think Melo came here to be the fucking sixth end of the year? I don't think so. He came here to win rings and get buckets, and that's what he's going to do. Oh, man, if he won sixth man of the year, he would decline to accept the award. <laughs> he would, dude. I'd be hyped if he won sixth man of the year, though. That'd be sick. Dude, they have Thibel on here, too. What is going on? Yeah, these odds are weird. Thibel with the same odds as Miles Bridges, who I think actually has a chance. <laughs> I think Miles Bridges is going to start. Going... Th- Probably not. Gordon Hayward's healthy. Yeah, so they'll probably run... I mean, they might run Gordon at, like, the two. Well, then, what are they going to do with um, Rozier? Oh, fuck. Whoa, I forgot about Rozier on that team. That team's sneaky good. I almost picked, I almost picked their over. Shit, I forgot about Rozier on that team. Uh, Yeah, I guess Miles Bridges... Well, is he going to start over P.J. Washington? I think PJ Washington will probably start. They also signed Kelly Oubre. I think Miles Bridges might start over PJ Washington, actually. 
Well, it's his... So it's his third year now. He started 19 games last year. What did P.J. Washington start last year? More? Not sure, but I'm pretty sure it's Washington's second year. I think he was drafted the year after Miles. Yeah. That's weird. So Washington's two years in, and Miles Bridges is three years in. And P.J. Washington started almost every game last year. And Miles Bridges only started 19 out of 66, and they averaged almost the same amount of points. I think they have a nice roster there. Yeah, I think so too. I really like, I forgot about Terry there, which makes me think that, uh, what's his name, cannot win for a few of the year then. Uh, Both bad stuff. He, he, yeah, he might need an injury. Yeah, I thought he was going to be the starting shooting guard at first, and then I was like, oh shit, Terry Rozier <laughs> is like a 20 point per game guy, basically. Yeah. Shit, I forgot about that. That's awesome. It's All right, so official. Hornets. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of liking that. I, they must have had it set at a high number for me not to have uh, won. I think I remember it being around 40, which is actually pretty high for them. I think it was high. The one that I see is 38 and a half. Yeah, I see that too. Yeah, that's tough. I have them fairly close to there, but that's a toughie. That's like betting on them to be a playing team. Yeah, which is tough. Um, All right, one. So one who would coach you pick? of the year? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, sorry for six man. Yep. Um. A uh, hero. I like hero a lot. Nice. I'll yeah. take. Uh, I'll take Derek Rose. Fuck it. I do, I do like Rose too though. That was a good one. Yeah, he's gonna be the man. All right, coach. Coach. I got Monty Williams. He, he he's almost a favorite. The Spolster and Nash are both nine to one, and then Billy Donovan and uh, Monty are, and Steve Kerr are all ten to one. Um, I think Spo is pretty fucking due to win a Coach of the Year. Yeah, I think he could do it. Dare I say it? Think so. It, I'm looking at a list of past winners, and he's never won one. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That, that is kind of crazy. He's in the conversation. Yeah, he's so respected. I would say the top three, in my opinion, would be Monty Williams, Spo, and Rick Carlisle. If he, if the Pacers like really overachieved, then Rick Carlisle would get big suck for it. And Monty Williams was the runner-up last year, so if the Suns are number one in the West this year, then I think he'll definitely get it. Gotcha. I could see Monty doing it if the Suns are number one in the West again, obviously. The number one team in the conference, <laughs> in a conference seems like. But I, we have that bet. I, I said they would finish up with under 51.5 wins. So, nope, 52.5 wins. Nope, 51.5 wins. That's right, baby. 52 for the dub. Do you think Nash really has a shot unless the Nets finish with like the best record in the league by like five games? Yeah, I think they have to be the clear favorites for him to do it. Yeah, I think they'd have to absolutely dominate this season. Yeah, that's the only way. Do you think there's a path for Billy Donovan to win it? He's Him having the same odds as Monty Williams doesn't seem right to me. At first I thought he was the Thunder coach still, and then I was <laughs> like, dog, you are smoking crazy shit right now. He will always be the Thunder coach. <laughs> In my heart, definitely. Except uh, for when Scott Brooks is. <laughs> just, it just depends if the Bulls really overachieve. But I, also, I just don't even know if, like, 
he would get it anyway just because the roster got so much better that they would be like, all right, like... Yeah, I think it's a bad bet. Yeah, I think so too. I think him having the same odds as Monty Williams would be insane. I could see Mike Malone getting it. He's 14-1 if the Nuggets finished top three in the West without Jamal. That's true. If they finished, if they finished really high, then like if they finished like top three in the West, then Jokic has legit MVP shot, and Malone has a legit Coach of the Year shot. Yeah, it's them overcoming odds. What yeah, if they just eat that shit up? Nearly run the gauntlet. Jokic MVP, Michael Porter Jr. Most Improved, Aaron Gordon Surprise Defensive Player of the Year, and then Mike <laughs> Malone Coach of the Year, and then they win the title. That'd be crazy. That would be fucking sick, dude. That's a fever dream for me right there. And then... Nashawn Highland winning Rookie of the Year. Oh, yeah. Bones Highland. Legend, dude. (laughs) I didn't even know his name was Nashawn. I thought it was Bones this whole time because everybody just calls him Bones Highland. I didn't even know who he was. (laughs) Well, actually... They said he looked nasty in Summer League, so... Uh. Sleeper, dude. Let's bet on all the Nuggets, guys, for everything. <laughs> Ooh, you know who I like as a long shot? Ooh, yeah. Let me hear it. Doc Rivers. <laughs> oh, Doc. <laughs> At 25 to 1. Yeah, maybe just for putting up with this Ben. Maybe for putting up with this Ben Simmons drama, they'll give Doc Coach of the Year and Daryl Executive of the Year. Because, I mean, assuming things... All right, assuming Ben Simmons plays the whole season with Philly, they have much of the same roster they did last year. Facts. So, and they were the, the one seed in the East. Facts. I just don't see it happening. I just don't see Ben Simmons <laughs> playing for that. I just see Ben I'll, Simmons being there to cut the check, and that's it. Yeah, that's probably what he's doing. But a 25-1, to 1, I, th- I think it's worth it to take a flyer there. Yeah, it's not bad. Because if Embiid goes absolute beast mode, doesn't get hurt, and they are like one of the tops in the East, then Doc should definitely be there. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. I like it. Um, Ty Lue could win it if the Clippers overachieve. That's true. <laughs> Alright, so here's the real fucking question. Now that we're getting down to the nitty-gritty to the end, since this is our last pod before the season, it's time to predict an NBA Finals... And a champion before the season starts to see how fucking legit we are. Okay, okay. I'm panicking, but just a little bit. Yeah, I'm throwing it on you, dude. And I know who I got. I think... Alright, sorry, I'm going to make the boring pick. I have to. Okay. Going Nets-Lakers. Sorry. Okay. Feel bad about it. It's fine. It it makes the most sense for sure. And it's just like that's that encompasses five of like the top ten players, or no, I guess four of the top uh, ten players, and then like six of the top uh, twenty five or so players. Yeah, it's pretty absurd. Yeah. And who do you have as the champion? I got the LA Lakers, baby. <laughs> the Lakers. Papa Smooth will be hype. LeBron. I have just a slightly different pick than you. Who do you got? So my finals, I got Bucks Lakers. Lakers, baby. Lakers in the finals, baby. And for my champion, 
I'm going fucking repeat, dude. Giannis going back to back. Let's get it. Uh-huh. I would like that. That'd be really cool. That'd be yeah. fucking. Giannis cementing himself as the best player in the league. He runs through the like, playoffs again this year. He beats LeBron. Seeing Giannis versus LeBron would be like the real passing of the torch right there if Giannis could beat him. That'd be amazing. And you think he can make it you think he can make it through a healthy Brooklyn? Uh I just don't know if they're gonna have Kyrie. That's the only thing. If they don't if they don't have Kyrie, I think they I think they definitely can. And if they have Kyrie, I think it's still a toss-up. But I think uh, the team's going to be better equipped to do it this year. A team with KD and Harden is just nuts. It's still imagine nasty. if they played. Imagine if like they played t- together like before, like in the past. Or <laughs> it's almost like they would have went to the finals or something. <laughs> oh, how crazy would a Nets Lakers final be with a uh, Westbrook on the Lakers and Harden and KD together on the Nets? How fucking awesome would that be? How awesome would it be if there was just a straight up Kyrie for Russ trade? Russ back, Russ to the Nets. They get the three back, and then Kyrie back with LeBron. How sick oh would that be? Oh my god, that I never. That's like the greatest narrative trade of all time. The greatest, and Kyrie can play all the games then because there's no mandate, so he'd be fine. And Russell Westbrook would honestly just be like chaos <laughs> for the Brooklyn Nets. It'd be so crazy, but they have enough shooting to be able to accommodate for him easily. Man, that would be so sick of that. It would never happen, but if it did... Never happened. But Nets-Lakers finals, that's so star-studded. That'd be amazing. Yeah. And it's Kyrie versus LeBron. It's Russ versus KD. It's James Harden, like, just getting to the finals again. Uh, And then Anthony Davis just fucking, you know, he's just there. (laughs) Yeah, I think the East is way more competitive than the West for the first time in a very long time. Like... We both picked the Lakers here, and I think it's with good reason. Like the Clippers are pretty out of it without Kawhi. Um, mm-hmm. Nuggets have a big injury. Yep, no Murray. The, the, the Jazz are so extremely flawed for how great they usually do in the regular season. The Mavs just um, might not have a deep enough team yet. Yep. Uh, so and the Lakers the Suns, are just kind of head and shoulders. The Lakers had yep. the Suns before they got hurt, so. Yeah, I, yeah, Lakers Suns conference finals does seem sort of likely there. That's what I picked for the conference finals. Yeah, and then the East, it, unless the Heat have anything to say about it, the Bucks Nets seems uh, to be destiny once again. Yeah, right. That seems like it's lining up for sure, and that'll be. Awesome. Or the Knicks. Or the Knicks. Or the Knicks. Yeah, who knows? Who's to say, man? RJ Barrett MVP. Let's go. Alright guys, that's all from us. A long one. We had a lot to talk about, a lot to cover. We missed. Uh, we had to make up for two months. Two months missed time. Two month hiatus. The boys on the injury report. Uh, sprain podcasting ligament, but yeah. we're, we're back at it. Sean with yeah, the white man. <laughs> it's just, it's hard to come up with content when the season's not going on, so doing a preseason pod was really nice. Yeah. It was a pleasure, Zach. Um, we ne- over two months we didn't get a single Venmo. I noticed. <laughs> well, a little God. sad. Where are? Where's the fucking? Where's the loyalty? Where's the fans but, at? What's going on here? But now we're back and our Venmos are open and we're taking suggestions. So give us a give us money. <laughs> <laughs> give us money, please. We'll shout you out. 
My um, Venmo is Sean, spelled S-E-A-N, then a dash, and then Janos, spelled J-A-N-O-S. That is S-E-A-N dash J-A-N-O-S. Uh, Zach, what's yours? <laughs> That's a fantastic question. Oh, we did this the last fucking time too, dude. Come on, get your shit together. Yeah, but you know how long you know how long ago that last one was. Is it, is right. it yours like, like? I bet I can guess it. I bet it's Zach dash Lane dash five. So close, actually. Twenty five. It's Zach dash Lane dash fifteen. Ah, split the difference. I would add it for all you uh, all you money bags out there that want to donate to a great cause. The Venmos are open. We're That's right. Zach spelled Z-A-C, by the way. Z-A-C, yes. I mean the correct way, so. And Sean spelled the incorrect way, so you can remember that, too. I'm gonna fucking kill you, dude. I'm gonna fucking kill you. Fly out to Salt Lake, I fucking dare you. I will, it'll be worth it. God, I would love you, too. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, everybody. Uh, that's all from us. Tell everybody that we're back. Um, words gotta get around, because I know uh, this is much anticipated. Everyone wanted this, obviously. We're great. Everyone is begging, clearly, from the Venmo. (laughs) The only thing that's greater than us is our loyal and faithful listeners that tune in every week. And that's what I love about you guys. That's it. We love you guys. We appreciate you. And Balls Out is back, baby. Tell the world. Let's go. Peace out, y'all.